the world is full of wonders. Magic is hidden in small moments. And monsters could be hiding just out of sight. But if you're looking to find them, adventure is waiting to happen. You never know who you'll meet along the way. We are the Storyteller Squad. Hello, adventurers. Welcome back to the Storyteller Squad. We are here with more Monster of the Week. But before we begin, let's introduce those heroes. Tree Speaker, Housemate Seeker, and if you ask Mira, she's a real keeper. Felicity Starnbrook. Hello! When trolls come a-callin', you won't catch him fallin'. He's done with this shit, so he's having a sit. Hugo Rashad. Late night shifts? What even is sleep? She's stopping wars and learning spells. Isn't that neat? Raven Eugenia. He's a dog. He's a mouse. He's stretchy and green. He's our resident demon. And not even that mean. Damien Edgecrest. <laughs> <laughs> Magic's not really her comfort zone, but she's sure to cold read yours just from your tone. Bethany Miller. He's taking good notes, and you won't catch him slacking, unless there's a dog he's behind that needs padding. Agent Whitaker. <laughs> and lastly, she's golden and bright, and she'll step up to fight. But she'd really rather not. Isn't there some other solution? Aiden Brightwood. Let's have an adventure. So last time, you all solved the problem of the invading Bogalog tribe, a group of house elf who were displaced. They used to live in the house that was built on the foundation of where Bethany's house is now. But when that house was knocked down, they were forced to leave, go live in the woods, find somewhere else to be for a while. But now that they knew the house had been rebuilt, they came back to try and reclaim it. But the problem was there was another group of house elves living there called the Relum. They've been there since the Millers have. So there was a, a problem in that the Bogologs, they didn't really want to share and were not really thinking the problem through logically. They were just sort of emotionally, it's ours, give it back. So much so that they summoned a troll and sent that force of nature justice against the house to try and have the, the Millers and the Realm driven away. And so you guys all were able to step up and perform some peace negotiating and stand-in ambassador work, as many of the Millers are unaware of fantastical things. And one Bethany Miller ran off and got caught by the troll, <laughs> as is the mundane's job. And so with the troll successfully appeased when he was convinced that the Bogologs and the Realm came to an agreement after Felicity offered her home to the displaced house elves. The troll disappeared and you all were able to get out of the Miller backyard before Bethany's mom had too many questions to ask you all. <laughs> so we will pick up now with Felicity because you have questions to ask. Six. So I get a patchy vision. Patchy vision. So it's another one of your dream visions. You're, you're not so much having this in the middle of the day or during waking hours. You're tossing and turning in your sleep and we see what you're seeing through this dream. We see Agent Whitaker being 
knocked through some like boards in an old building and falling down into a pile of hay with a clatter of dust and debris. We hear a roar, but it has sort of a squealing quality to it. We see Damien go from human to large goop creature, but then very quickly think better of that and create a space in himself for this dark shadowy brute to kind of run through, which then immediately runs and knocks into Hugo as he's bathed against the wall and collapses down. This creature then is running, running, gets over to an old rusty truck, comes in, slams the door shut, starts it up, starts to drive away, and Aiden lands her big wings flashing forward to try and stop the truck, but she gets basically buffeted to the side uh, and knocked to the ground. And Felicity, you wake up in bed, (sighs) and your friends are clearly maybe going to be in danger, but they're not going to be. They are in danger. That scene is literally happening right now with the four of our those hunters. I will fill you guys in very quickly on what's going down. Agent Whitaker, you were called by one of the Eastie Agency representatives, someone in security, with a frantic report that someone has gotten past one of our checkpoints. He's headed your way. You need to stop him. Description of the car, etc. And so you and Damien, who doesn't sleep, this is very late at night, immediately rushed off to that thing. And through the course of that, one of you had the idea, probably it was Damien, to say, we should get the others and started texting people in the text chain. But the only people who are up and up to do something are uh, Aiden and Hugo, who is a night owl. And so she got up, knocked on Hugo's door. We're going, right? And he kind of grudgingly uh, agreed to go. And the two of them met you at a agreed upon point. You all piled into the Whitaker truck, the Whitaker mobile, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. And we're able to cut off this dude who was basically trying to escape or, or get through a protected zone. And so, you know, he's some sort of beast man, a shifter, and then he's smuggling something but he just pulled away in his truck with whatever he came to that barn to pick up. And so, Agent Whitaker, you're getting up in the barn, the stall that you fell through the the top loft, and then are now down in there, getting up out of there, dusting yourself off after you guys have let him escape. Not let him, but you didn't catch him. Okay, so he, um, he, he's just gone now. We, can we... F- follow him or is he you you could try to but i mean all of you have just taken a pretty massive hit this guy caught you all kind of unaware because you weren't told what he was when the security team called you that night but you you discovered as he started to confront you that he's more than human and stronger than a natural person do you want us to start off with a certain amount of harm from the tussling you don't, because you slinked your way out of some harm there with some clever shape-shifting. Uh, I would say Hugo maybe has one, and Aiden has one. Whitaker probably also has one, but it's not going to... And it's a sufficient amount of time after the past that I would yeah, any, from the any harm from the last adventure Perfect. is healed, and this scene right now is basically just a setup, so you don't really have to track the harm, because you're going to go to bed and Perfect. not like, continue fighting. Agent Whitaker, what's the plan? Are we going to search around here for clues? Are we going to try to chase him down? I suppose we're going to get in touch with um, contacts we have in the area to see if they saw where he went. Can I bird mode and fly and see if he's still running anywhere or if he's just car and is in traffic and it's too late? I think 
in checking on Hugo to make sure that he was okay after this linebacker truck of a man knocked him into a wall, time has passed enough. Okay. Ada not having been able to stop him either, like, he's yeah. now had a bit of a head start. It'd be tough to, to track him and, and actually be able to catch him at this point. Okay. So Hugo is kind of out of it and is mumbling something about getting to the Whitaker Winnebago. <laughs> Aiden will come over to you, Hugo, and she has straw and grass in her own hair, but she's dusting you off first. She looks over at Damien, sees Whitaker coming out of the barn. Okay, everyone's all right. And then she just sighs exasperatedly and says, well, that was a mess. You should probably come up with a plan next time. I think, yeah, some teamwork drills might be better if we're going to keep doing this. Keep doing this? Well, I don't want to stop. Okay. Why, what do you do otherwise? Like if you're not fighting monsters, what are you doing for fun that we're taken away from? Fighting monsters is one thing. Dealing with a team or a squad of people that I have no formal association with is not the safest thing. Okay, well, that's, that's a good thing. We should make this safer and have a formal association. Safer, yes. We were lucky it was this late at night. I'm pretty sure Felicity would have insisted on coming. We really need to figure out what we're doing about those three and maybe get them some protection or something. Aren't you inducting one of them, Whitaker? Trying my best. None of them have been particularly forthcoming on the offer. Uh, I'm working on getting Felicity some body armor because all members of the Edgecrest Agency should be somewhat protected. Are you actually going to pay for it, Damien? I'm saving up. Okay. And by saving up, I mean I haven't found any yet. As soon as I do, though. Right. Okay. Well, I'm supposed to meet with Felicity this week to maybe do some magic training. We'll see how that goes. Uh, get her sizes so I know what type of body armor to get her. Sure. What about you, Whitaker? What, I mean, is there anything you can... Offer to a agent in training? That suit of yours no. seems to be able to take a hit. There are certainly things you can offer to agent in training, but none of them are officially part of the agency yet. I can't offer more than the mundane, well-tailored suit, I'm afraid. Maybe we should all visit. <gasps> the agency? Well, yeah. trying to convince them. Might help oh. see the place up close. I doubt we'd get anything on your end, Hugo. You don't want anything on my end. I really want Aiden there, but I also really don't want Aiden there. Thanks. No, no, it's not your personality. It's who you are. Yeah, no, I I get it. It's who you are as a person. (laughs) (laughs) So not your personality at all, just more of all of you. (laughs) Yes, it's who who you are. Uh, So are we going to burn down this barn so we don't have any evidence left over? No, this is someone's Matches. property. No. Okay, I just... Oh my god, no. <laughs> that we were getting rid of evidence here. Okay. Well, D- Damien, let me, see your, uh, let me see your agent skills in action here. What evidence has been left behind other than some broken beams? You didn't seem too keen on going around and searching, so I figured we were probably just going to get rid of anything that was left behind. We could be keen on going around to search. And I'll have someone do investigate a mystery. Damien, would you like to? 
I I would yeah, love get, to investigate in mystery. Whitaker, if you also would like to investigate, I would allow that. <laughs> I would like to investigate a mystery. Sharp. What is my sharp? Uh, seven. That's a mix. That's not bad. Can I do a, a what happened here? It's an in 11. In terms of why this place was chosen as a place to, excuse me, go and operate secret things. We'll do Damien's question first, and then Whitaker, I think you get two, or is it three questions for your success? Two. So think about yours. Damien is going to get the answer to what happened here. And Damien, as you're looking around, this is a barn meant for storing like larger livestock, horses mm -hmm. or cattle. But in the stalls, it seems they've been converted to hold more like crates and totes and things. And you're not really sure if the guy who got away, if this is his barn or if this is just a drop point that he uses because it's abandoned and maybe other people do too mm -hmm. for similar supernatural smuggling. But one of the crates that you see in one of the stalls and you caught this guy you all like pulled up to the barn and then confronted mm -hmm. him inside and in the stall that he was pulling something out of you see another wooden egg crate sort of thing that's tipped over and there are little eggshells amongst the hay and the nesting that was in that but they're not chicken eggshells they're dark blue color with some texture to them rubber gloves ziplock samples okay little nice. sharpie to label them whitaker what are your questions where did it go any like ticket stubs or uh, notes left on the ground yeah there isn't Receipts. there isn't that but just the nature of this case kind of helps inform you of that because you were called by an easty checkpoint and they have these occasionally set up when they are investigating a smuggling or a drug trafficking situation. And I mean, you're in Autumn Falls right now, but the hub for most supernatural trading and large organized crime endeavors like this is Portland. It's just the biggest city nearby. That or Seattle, but probably Portland. Portland has a bigger supernatural community. They're living amongst the, the humans. And so if this guy is smuggling things and maybe harvesting them in the forests, then he'll collect whatever he's got and bring it back to the city to sell. And you've dealt with other crime-like organizations that have done a similar tactic. So just by putting experience next to the details you've got so far, that's your best guess. Uh, and uh, I guess Damien kind of already answered this one, but what is being concealed here? We can apply that to the, the guy himself, the monster. It was very dark. Obviously, he's moving at sure. night. But what was being concealed, at least to you at first, he seemed just like a dude. Square face, a little bit of stubble, dark knit beanie hat pulled down over his ears, and like a thick puffy coat, even though it's like springtime. And when you confronted him, you didn't get like a good look at his actual mug. It was kind of just this vague impression. But very quickly, once he realized who was coming in after him, his body shifted and morphed and got a lot bigger up top. And you started to hear that like snuffling, snorting sound and very like boar-like. Uh, so he's some sort of shifter that can change himself in that way. Which again adds mm. credence to the like, he's a smuggler and he's going to probably go to the city to deal with this. Because if he's a shifter, 
it's a lot easier for something like that, a, a supernatural person of that sort, to blend in amongst normal people and just like transport goods in and around the, the dark paranormal markets. That's where you're at with this investigation. I've collected evidence. I think we can get out of here unless you want to give me some more time to snoop around through these trunks of other people's things that they used to that own. That is entirely... And probably uh, will miss. I mean, if you want. I mean, I do. Let's not add right. looting to our breaking and entering tonight. I did ask. All right, let's go. So you all pile into the Whitaker Winnebago and call it a night. You retreat. Whitaker, you drop off Aiden and Hugo close enough to their apartments that they can kind of walk back. And then you and Damien go back to your uh, mobile trailer for the night. Hugo. And tells okay. Felicity everything. Do <laughs> you text her that night? Yep. Okay, yeah. Felicity, once when you wake up, your phone is buzzing and you like get these texts from Damien like describing the dream you had. I know. <laughs> oh. Of course you know. You're my best agent. You're obviously up to date on most things. Always but, on the case. Yeah, uh, but yes, if you get any more visions about where this uh fellow headed off to. I can actually do that right now. So I have Tune in. I'm going to tune my mind to a monster or a minion. I imagine we're just calling each other in the morning at this point. It's like, yeah. oh, okay. You're probably just calling her once you drop yeah, Aiden woke, and Hugo off. Like, it's like 4 a.m. Oh, true. Perfect. Whitaker just got, wants to sleep. <laughs> I got an 11. On a 10 plus, I hold three. Okay. Number one, where is the creature right now? You quiet yourself. And while Damien is on speakerphone, you just say, oh, I can do it now. And <laughs> focus your mind. You draw on that energy that you do when you cast magic and use it. And you get a vision of headlights on a highway road, trees whipping by very quickly. But you see that this truck is headed south from Autumn Falls on the interstate. He's going south. He's on the highway. Whitaker takes the phone from Damien. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's on speaker. You don't. Okay. That's... I also have two more questions. So let's see. What's it planning to do right now? You don't get to hear his voice, but you do see in the front of this car, this square jawed guy, his nose actually is still a little upturned. Like he hasn't like fully reverted to his human. He's like shaking his face a little bit and like his teeth kind of shrink from tusks down to normal sized teeth again. And he has his phone out. He's also calling while driving. He's very irresponsible because he's a villain. But he's uh, talking to someone on the phone and in the back seat is this crate of something and little lights are occasionally flashing from within it. Sort of a light blue, sometimes even bright white light. And it's like rattling and bouncing around. All right. So he is in his car. He's on the phone while he's driving. Typical villains. Am I right? They have no respect for the law. I guess that's kind of in their nature, though. Anyway, he has a sparkly crate in the back of his, of his car. Lights keep coming out of it. I don't know what's in it, though. Last question. Oh, very useful. Thank you, Ms. Stonbrook. Last question. Damien takes his phone back. There's two very good <laughs> ones that I'm deciding between now. Who is it going to attack next? 
The next person that or gets if, in his or way. Or if not that one, how can I attract its attention? Whichever one you think would be easier to answer. I think the first one that you asked, uh, who is it going to attack next? Your vision has been going in and out, and so you focus again. You see the truck pulling into a gas station, and there's like an attendant at the the station filling up the car after the guy asks him for whatever brand of fuel to get. But as it's doing that, that carton in the back of the seat, uh, in the back seat of the truck, is still bumping around and flashing occasionally. And the gas station attendant gets curious and looks in the car. And then you, you see a big arm reach out the passenger side door and like toss this gas attendant. And then the car like pulls away without paying. And the gas nozzle is just on the ground, like now spitting gas and stuff. The kid is like brushing himself off, like clearly spooked. So this arm, it wasn't from the guy who was driving? No, it totally was. But he oh, like okay. morphed into his like beast arm, grabbed this okay. kid, like shook his like, what do you think you're looking at? And tossed him and. All right, so he just stopped at a gas station. Interesting (laughs) fact, though, car stopped, box is still moving, so it wasn't bumps in the car that were, it's it's, something alive in there. Oh, oh God, oh God, he, he's grabbed the gas station attendant. He's grabbed, oh, oh, he taught that poor kid. He tossed him, oh, he's leaving again. Whitaker takes the phone again. Yeah, you're getting real-time description of an yeah. assault by a supernatural person. <laughs> is, he, it, what's go, is the kid okay? What's going on? Uh, kid's fine. Just a little shaken up, I think. Oh, thank God. But, wow, yep, he, he has one big, beefy arm, let me tell you. Wow, it's like... Can confirm. He has at least calls. one big, beefy arm. He has at least one big, beefy arm, and there is something glittery and glowing, and blue and white lights in a box that moves in the back of his car. Well, uh, I know it's late, but uh, I'm I'm totally ready to go on this. I'm well rested. Let's go. Perfect. Let's let's see if anyone is, else is up yet. It is not an appropriate time to be getting Felicity Starnberg out of bed. <laughs> Whitaker, you know this. <laughs> Whitaker also is not well rested. Exactly. Yeah, you got called at like 2:30 in the morning. Yeah, you just need, like, a cup of coffee oh, and you're God. good, right? I'm ready when you need me. Oh, my God, speaking of coffee. Me, Emery, I have laid the foundations to become a total coffee espresso nerd. So this means that Whitaker is now also about to become a coffee espresso nerd. Which means that Damien is also going to become a coffee <laughs> espresso nerd. He steals Whitaker's brand new little mocha pot. Not cold press? I'm sure if I ask, I'll get a whole spiel like we did on suits, but... <laughs> the, the mocha pot, it's portable, oh. it's easy to use, easy to clean, and uh, it's perfect for one person making his own espresso. They don't get the nice crema on top, which is a shame, but it's a lot cheaper than a lot of fancy electric espresso machines. Whitaker's voice of reason kicks in and is like, I'm going back to bed, and Felicity, I mean... You say you're well rested, but you are sleepy. And like, Ghosty yeah, it was and a complete lie. Ghosty and Tom are on your windowsill, still asleep. They haven't woken up from you talking on the phone. It's sort of that hour in the morning where the sky is starting to get lighter, but there isn't even the sun up right now. Felicity was just trying to look uh, impressive. responsible, yeah, impressive, impressive yeah. and responsible for uh, <laughs> Director Damien. We will jump over to Hugo and Aiden as they're walking back to the Riverview Apartments. 
She lets it be quiet as you guys just walk back, still picking bits of straw and things out of your hair as you go. After a while, she does speak up. She says, I feel like there may be something you haven't told me about the Whispered. Are you okay, Hugo? Well, aside from my back hurting a lot, I'm fine. And you know what I mean. While he's taking off um, various pieces of leather armor as they're walking and putting them into a backpack. You know what I mean, though. Ever since more than I have known about what you do, you've been a lot more reserved. It's like you're trying to protect them from information. Accurate. For the most part. Well. It's less protecting them from information. More making sure that whatever they do know, certain other people don't find out that they know. Well, I mean, Agent Whitaker knows a lot. Are you worried about him? Agent Whitaker is... I don't know if protected would be the wrong word here, but he has well-established people in his corner. People that will keep an eye out for him, that if something does go wrong, will probably... See, I don't really know how what he does really works, but if it's anything like what I've read about when it comes to groups, well-funded groups, I should say, they have resources. He'll be fine. People like Damien. And I use the word people in a weird sense because I'm not sure what he is still. But he can handle himself just fine. You, you can handle yourself more than just fine. Those three can't handle themselves just fine. Now, I could be wrong. I could be overreacting slightly. I could be making assumptions of them. But better safe than sorry. I agree. But in a way, the house elf is out of the bag. They're going to be involved one way or the other. I mean, look at Miss Jones over at the bookshop. She doesn't have an agency, and she's got a, one of the folk living and working with her. She's not part of your group, I don't think. As far as I know, no. But at the same time, she knows next to nothing, if anything, about the group. Well, that's an accurate description of all of us. We know you're in it, but beyond that... And the fact that you don't know is what keeps you safe. I feel like we're on the same page here, Hugo. I'm just trying to figure out a way to keep them from getting trampled by strange boar men in the night, yeah. because they will show up next time. Oh, that boar, ow. Should I talk to someone? I, I could get you permission? I, I don't know. I... Well, beyond my case, in their case at least, I'd say Whitaker getting them some armor, Damien getting them some armor, you teaching them better magic, Raven hopefully, hopefully working on her footwork. Every single time, that, that gets me. I digress. If they prepare properly, they should be fine no matter what's going on. At least from those type of problems. I just want to make sure that you don't go off by yourself and wind up getting hurt without backup. When was the last time I went off by myself and got... Oh, never mind. Yeah. <sighs> In a way, it might not be how your group does things, but I kind of like having a team. My group does... My group does do teams. It's difficult to explain. You know how your family's kind of like in all sorts of broken, scattered bits sometimes? Yes. <laughs> she like gives you a look because you know who some of her family are. 
let's just say that in the same way that your family has many different opinions on things and have aligned themselves with each other in certain groupings, mine has done the same. Okay. And at this point, you guys are back at the double doors next door neighbors in the apartment complex. Do you want to come when I hang out with Felicity to do magic? Give me the night to think about it. All right. Good night, Hugo. Good night, Aiden. And she goes into her apartment, not to sleep, but you need to, because it's still late for you. Let's pick up with Felicity in the morning. Felicity, after your call with Damien, you go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. You wake up the next morning. You kind of do your cute little stretch and look out the window. You see a pair of bogalogs shifting and adjusting some bricks in your mom's garden so that they're more straight and upright and the weeds are being pulled and stuff. So they're settling and fine. And it's a brand new day. I am going to call Damien. So Damien has spent the morning, because once Whitaker got home, he passed the fuck out. Damien stole his pistol and has placed it on the table and has got those glasses with like the multiple layered frames on it and has taken out all the bullets and is very carefully like with tweezers is putting a little bit of his into a little pad and then dabbing and then putting a little bit on the back of all of the bullets okay to magically enchant them so they they give them the plus one damage Please roll use magic for this to see how that effective that will be in the future. <laughs> I just completely ruined his pistol completely and don't tell him that is we'll the see. other option. We'll see what the dice say. Ooh. 11. You and your magic spit. With an 11, I, a glitch doesn't happen, so it just works. Mm. Whitaker has enchanted bullets now. Perfect. Which is going to be so fun the first time back. they get used. <laughs> Yeah, was it wasn't happy with team members getting pushed around last time. Yeah. Uh, but yes, Felicity calls. This is Director Edgecrest. How are you, Agent Felicity? I'm good. Good morning. How's how's your day been so far? Uh, it's been good. Uh, we're getting prepared for the day ahead. Uh, Whitaker's still asleep. Let me just step outside. Click. He's he's earned it. It was we were, we were up late, but your magic was very helpful. I'm. Glad that's coming along. I thought you were one of the normal people at first, but you're really powerful. Oh, thanks. I get that sometimes, but the uh, the little people in my backyard are settling in very well. Oh, how are they? They're doing I good. They're them. doing good. So anyway, wanna like hang out? Of course, absolutely. We could maybe look into this spooky man with the giant beast arm. And the glowing package in the back of his car. Uh, yeah, Whitaker's still asleep. I'll come pick That's you fine. up. That's fine. We don't need him. He's a little bit of a buzzkill sometimes. I hear you. I want to exclude Agent Whitaker from this a lot right now. Let Beautiful. Let me tell you. <laughs> come on over. You can meet my tree. Okay. Whitaker, do you have more than one vehicle? Or is it just the camper and the truck? It's... It's just the camper in the truck. He's only okay. got the one. I, I mean, I can bird form. I don't have to steal your van. <laughs> that's true. That's true. You can't just bird form now. So that's the thing. 
What would you like to do, Damien? Whitaker is still asleep. No, I'll, I'll leave him the car. <laughs> Damien has enough forethought to realize that uh, having to go pick up Agent Whitaker would, would not be a pleasant experience. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah. Just I standing there back. tapping your foot with your arms folded like you. <laughs> so Damien will just uh, fly over. While you're doing that, let's check in with Raven and Bethany. It's been a few days. Last time, Bethany, you told Agent Whitaker that maybe you weren't the right fit for the agency. Bethany, I think, I don't know, I can ask Whitaker this. Is Whitaker still keeping her on track to become an agent, or is he not vibing with it as much? It depends entirely on whether she still wants to. He's opening the door to anyone who's, like, going to be involved in supernatural shit because he thinks this is the best way to protect them. She has not pressed the issue of whether she is still on track, but I think she still, like, jogs by his house and is, like, outside and texts, like, I'm outside jogging! <laughs> like, and so she still tries to get him to go running with her. Yeah. They can still run together, that's fine. I think they, like, they're, like, those old, like, the six-year-old ladies in Florida who, like, jog together and gossip. But it's just, like, it's mostly her gossiping about everything that happens here, but now and again, maybe he has, like, a tidbit from the agency that's just, like, pure goss, like, isn't, like, has... Literally nothing to do with any of the agency's odds going. I know nothing about the real agency. I just know about all of the drama, which, like, when you get down to it, is really what's important about the East agency. She feels like she is on okay terms with Whitaker. She's not sure where she is agency, like, professionally, but I think there is an understanding between them that is... Yeah, no, I I didn't mean to imply that there was any sort of, like, super bad friendship rift, but just that, like, perhaps she's thinking maybe she's got a, a different path ahead of her than secret supernatural agent i think she's going to continue she's continuing her training which is just like sleeping whenever she's not doing the other things whitaker has told her to do so she's continuing like this isolationist sort of vibe of like work and then sleep and then get up and work and then sleep but i think that she's not necessarily doing it with like oh i'm gonna become an agent and this like t-minus so many days she's just like i might become an agent but regardless it is good that i am preparing myself how many days has it been since the house elf like three. Okay. Three okay. Or four. I think that she has invited, since then, has at least invited Felicity out to the movies. Felicity and Damien. I would like it to be known because I just made it clear that she's a very big isolationist, vibing person. I don't think she's really doing that completely because it's Bethany and she got a vibe with her friends. I think she, Damien, and Felicity have made a bro ship that is notable. And I think she's invited them and probably everybody, but mostly just them <laughs> to the movies if there is a Friday since then. If not, I just want that to be in the records. She is socializing. What's the name of the like $2 cinema in Autumn Falls that you went to? It and needs that- to be something that but- has to do with like a bargain. Cause it's definitely like the cheap theater. Could be, or it could be like the old, like old tiny yeah. theater that they then converted into a movie theater. And it was like, oh, Autumn Falls definitely has like a tiny vintage. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just like random chairs, mm-hmm. not like movie theater seats. Yep. It's like you go there on dates, but you can't do the thing in like movie theater seats where you can like put your arm around them. You just like kind of like awkwardly try to like scoot towards them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just man. a random assortment of chairs. They have like baked goods. Yeah, it's totally a. It's totally a thing in Autumn Falls. I don't know what it's We'll called, have to come though. up with a name. It's probably like the Rouge and Coin, and it was like an old <laughs> gambling parlor that then they converted into a vaudeville stage and then converted into a cinema. It's been like, and you know... The coin ha- fell off the sign, so it just says the Rouge. Yeah. It like, seems like it's a strip club, <laughs> but great. it's like not a strip club. Like, people go in but and... it totally used to be. Theater. 
there's a stage, yeah. but they don't use the stage. They just hung up a screen on the stage, and that's where the movies are. But all the theater seats were taken out, and it's just a random assortment of chairs. But it's cheap. They have specials on weekends, and it's kind of the older movies that aren't really circulating anymore. I love that. And Raven, what have you been up to since uh, your recent venture into folk politics? <laughs> Raven definitely slept for like 18 hours after that adventure. And then she woke up and immediately texted Bethany and was like, hey, this is awkward, but I think I left my work clothes at your house when Aiden had me change. Do you want these clothes back, by the way? I think some of these are your sisters. Do you want to just leave my stuff on the porch? I can totally come by and just like pick it up. It's cool. Means to send a quick text. It turns into like, like a, a paragraph. rambling paragraph of like half asleep. Yeah. Like whatever's easiest for you, just like leave them outside. I'll go. I don't want to inconvenience you. Just huge rambling mess. Twelve texts it. in a row. She gets that text. Bethany sends back the side eye emoji and. She's like, you want to come over and grab them? I'm like, that's fine. You know, live your life. She goes searching for them so that it's not like this super awkward encounter. Well, she was hoping to keep it as short and not awkward as possible. But knowing Bethany, it's... going to be drawn out and awkward. <laughs> awkward and complicated. <laughs> she was hoping to just, like, pick her stuff up off the porch. But she's probably going to have to go inside and talk to her. Oh, what a pain, right? <laughs> <laughs> she's, like, secretly not that mad about it. That's why she texted her. I don't think Raven really has much else if if given the invitation to go to the movies raven would definitely go i think she'd pretend to be a little begrudging about it but would secretly be excited to Mm -hmm. be invited to go to the movies i do really like the exchange of bethany texting raven hey we're all going to the movies and raven's like i'm not the biggest fan of that movie i you know i have taste (laughs) you'll have to come and then raven's like i guess i'll it's it's fine i'll go (laughs) what time i'll be there yeah, all right. <laughs> and he's, like, secretly excited to be invited to things. I think movie trip has happened. It's, like, a couple yes. days after that. Yeah, we don't, um, have to, we don't have to role play it. But Raven, if, if given the invitation, she went. Um, yeah. Raven also has beginning of mystery stuff, but it's not, like, pressing stuff. What are you able to ask waiting. about? Yeah, it's connect the dots, and since we're not really in it right now, I'm just going to mm-hmm. see how many I get to hold for this session. Yeah, perfect. Um, so we will find out. That is a 13, so I get to hold three. I don't think I can really ask any of them right now, so I would just hold those three until it feels relevant, and I will ask them. Just remember you have questions you can ask. I will say that in the middle of your texting back and forth with Bethany, your phone rings, and it's Aiden. She lets it ring a couple of times as to not seem (laughs) desperate, like she has her phone in her hand. She just kind of stares at it, oh, lets it ring yeah. a few times. Hello? Hi, Raven. I was going to see if Felicity wanted to do magic today. I thought maybe you'd be interested. Yeah, sure. Well, okay. Like, just, just magic practice? Well, I don't know what you've been trying. Felicity is just, I can't get her to stop. So I want her to do it safely, and I feel like maybe some supervision will help. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah, I'll come. Should I bring anything? I don't know why. I, I feel like I should bring, like, a fire extinguisher or something, just in case. 
I, Maybe that's just completely random. I don't know. I just, have no idea how to predict. I was going to go like out into the woods. Like we'll take one of the trails and just go somewhere, somewhere as far away from other people as possible. <laughs> Within okay. reason. Like we don't have to yeah. camp out or anything, but just. No, that's a good idea. Yeah. Where okay, do you good. So meet? you're, well, if Will you're not busy, yourself? we'll go. Oh, I'll yeah. pick you up. Okay, sure. Yeah. Sounds good. What, what time? <laughs> I have nothing else going on today. Yeah, me either. <laughs> I just woke up. <laughs> okay, yeah. See you soon. All right, cool. See you in like an hour. Bethany, Aiden immediately calls you after that. Yeah, figures. <laughs> What's up? Hi, Bethany. So I was going to get together with Raven and Felicity today to do some magic. I didn't want you to feel left out. So do you want to just come and hang with us for today? You invited me. Simply because you didn't want me to feel left out? Well, I, I, do you also do magic? I haven't seen that happen yet. Does Raven do magic? A little. You know, uh, I got some plans today. Got a pretty full schedule. But thank you for the invite. I am going to be, I'm okay. I'll keep my non-magic hands out of you guys doing your special magic things. Uh, and I will instead do all of my very special non-magic things. I don't want you to feel bad. It's, it's not a, I like. I know. I like the sentiment. I'm going to do some really cool things that don't, that non-magic people do. Like I'm going to sleep and I'm going to feel so good after sleeping. And I'm going to eat a lot of popcorn and feel very sick and bloated. And I think that's what my day is going to look like. But I appreciate it. Send videos and please don't let Felicity go to the hospital. Okay. Have fun with popcorn. Then she hangs up. <laughs> Raven definitely grabs, like, a hiking backpack, like, one of the big, sturdy ones, and, like, grabs the fire extinguisher out of her family's kitchen, puts it in, and grabs, like, the first aid kit from the bathroom, and puts that in, like, a couple water bottles, and some granola bars, like, anything else she could think of that could possibly help them be safer. Well, let me ask you this. Do you bring your magic equipment? Does Raven have magic equipment? You have a spell book and a tarot deck that Granny Jones gave you. <laughs> right, I forgot who had the spell book. I guess that's in my possession, yeah. She definitely puts the spell book in the backpack, and I feel like she starts to walk out of her room, and then she turns around and, like, grabs the tarot cards, and is like, meh, who knows? And, like, throws them in the backpack, too. Whitaker, you wake up, and Damien's not there, which is kind of odd. Your routine has become get up, go to do your thing, but also at the same time, hand a thing over to Damien. It's become so like clockwork at this point. And so you go and you hand something and it just drops to the floor and you're like, Whoa! and that's like the first time you notice he's not there. <laughs> huh. So it was quiet in here. Um, does Damien, does he bring the burner phones with him? Damien would, would have left a burner phone for you. Be or, trying well, to... does, it was more like, does Damien bring a phone with him? Yes, yes, Damien has a phone, yeah. Whitaker goes to send him a text and then says, oh, it's been such a quiet morning, maybe I'll just... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think for now he's going to make himself an espresso and type up a quick report of what Felicity told him last night so he can follow up on that as soon as possible. Whitaker and relishes just... in the peace and tranquility of a empty camper. <laughs> you already have a couple of emails from the agency. One is an email from Ernie 
and tactical. An hour and tactical. An hour after you were like called into the field, the timestamp on the email, you did in your mind, you do the math, and you're like, he sent me this after I had already been thrown through the floor of a barn. And it's just like the most basic bit of information about lichens and shifters and, and things like that. <laughs> Gee, thanks, Ernie. Real team player, aren't you? You get the feeling that Tactical needs some top-down management restructuring. <laughs> you also have an email, and this one is a reply to an email you don't remember sending because Damien sent it, and it's photos okay. of those eggs, the, the shells that you turned in. It's a message from Vines, and she is saying, Interesting picture on those. I'd love to take a closer look. If you can bring them by next time you're in the city, let me know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll, t- he'll type up an email. Actually, he looks at the email that Damien sent to make sure it sounded professional. <laughs> what did it say, Damien? It was probably as short and brief as possible. Just attached the pictures found at recent scene. Like, that's it. Nice. Yeah, no, he, he types a response says, Sorry, very tired last night. <laughs> I'll bring them by uh, in... They're, they're on the, the I'll bring counter. them by as soon as I can. And uh, might be bringing friends. Send. Yeah, I guess that's all for now. Cool. A little time has passed. And I think we discussed that you have like a fence around your yard. Yeah, a small fence. What kind of bird are you, Damien? A raven. A raven lands on the post of one of the corners of the fence. How do you conceal your shifting from creature to person when and you're out and about? He jumps into like a bush, then shifts. So like an animal or a person will jump into the bush. It'll <laughs> shake a bit and then uh-huh. come out on the other side. And then Damien rolls out. So Damien just kind of rolls out of the hedges in your yard. <laughs> Damien! Excellent, Felicity. It's so good to see you. So uh, good to got see a you too. Lovely place. Thank you. My little house people, they're fixing the uh, stones. Oh, yeah. Very nice. They're doing such a good job, aren't they? At this point, they're like done with the bricks, and you see just a couple of them on a tiny wooden ladder, and they're snipping dead leaves and dead flower heads off of Miss Starnbrook's rose bushes to like keep the plant healthy. They're doing such a good job. Wow. Yeah, I've got to get a group of these guys. Well, I've got to get a place first, and then I got to get a group of these guys. This, I, well, I'm glad this is working out. I was worried they were going to be problematic. They've been great. They've been very friendly. They've done what house elves do. They have made themselves unnoticed, except for you, who is like always watching for that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So, Director Damien, we yes. have a case. We do. We have to learn as much as we can about this man, boar, pig. I'm sure they have a database file somewhere in the Eastie Agency where they have this type of thing documented and officially named. Yeah. So, uh, like, how do we be an agency? That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. You'd be surprised how few books there are on the subject. Mm. So it's my understanding mm. that you just have a lot of money and you just do whatever you want. So and we see is just a structure for it. Out of those two things on your checklist, we officially have zero. So We're I was just a small agency. That's fine. Okay, that's fair. 
but I mean, like I assume these stages you didn't start off with a billion dollars they had to start mm-hmm. off with like just a couple guys and a dollar you know and that's us just a couple guys a dollar and some house elves when you say that go seek pecks your knee and like, oh yeah these guys too <laughs> and, <laughs> stands up yeah and it's and like extra tree. secret agents <laughs> oh question have aiden and raven told me they're coming over it's still early. I was going to let you and Damien just okay, okay. talk for a little before so that she has called not you. But happened yet. Beautiful. Yeah, she will be calling you momentarily. So we're definitely an agency. I'm going to be honest with you. Don't really know what that means. Yeah, Don't- and that's the beautiful thing about it being our agency is that we get to define whatever that means. You know, and if someone's like, hey... That's a rule. We say, not one of ours. Oh, okay. Okay. That makes a little bit of sense. I guess I'm just, you know, I joined this very quickly and I don't exactly know what I'm supposed to do. I think I've been doing a little bit of an okay job. Oh, you've been great. You did but more I... research than the Easty Agency gave us on that bore at the time. So that was huge. We're already better than the Easty Agency. Look at us go. Yeah, high five. So yeah, no, I wouldn't worry about it. Our current goal, our current mission is to figure out what this man bore is up to and try to stop him if he's carrying something that needs to be rescued, rescue mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. or steal it or return it. And that's what we're going to do. So we're going to need to go south past a gas station and try to figure out if we have any more information on the eggshells. That sounds good. Maybe try to focus your visions. So here, here is look. my last question. So we, me and you, are yes. an agency. I forget what our name was, but we're definitely, most definitely an agency. Yes, I really need to be a director of That's agency. fine. You can be a director. Now, here is my, my last question. The only issue that I have is that Agent Whitaker and Raven and all of them they are not a part of our agency and this seems like a pretty secret agency you know what I mean having to do with monsters and all of this weird stuff going on so like do we tell them about our agency or do we try to recruit them into our agency if they're not in our agency do we tell them the things that our agency is doing I think that there are certain things that we can keep just between the two of us. Mm, But for the most part, I see everyone in our group of associates as friends and trustworthy. I'd only withhold information from them if it was in their best interest. But I don't see the need to maintain a super secret level. But I do want to maybe, I guess, keep it secret from the Eastie Agency because... They want me to be an agent, and if they come up hearing about how I'm a director now, then they might get a little jealous. Ah, okay. Otherwise, it'll be a nice fake calling card to use whenever we need to pretend to have clout. We don't have to pretend. We are an agency. Oh, exactly. Whenever our clout isn't undercover. Ah, ah-ha-ha. Ah-ha-ha-ha. I see. So, 
I think we should get the group together to do some research on this manboard pig, and I will continue my quest to gain more agents. So yes, if anyone wants to be recruited, we don't have as many agents as the Eastie agency. So I do wish to hire people mm -hmm. um, as soon as financing becomes uh, more available. Sounds good. That sounds like a very good plan. I'm glad I don't have to keep a lot of secrets from my friends because let me tell you something, probably would not have been able to do that. I'm about to just tell you right up front, secrets are bad and I don't keep them well, so. And I appreciate your honesty and I will do as good a job to be the best director I can be. So whenever you need, you know, resources or anything, any like reaches into his briefcase and there's like candy matches, a magnifying glass, just odds and ends, pens, paper, just like, if you need things, I, I have a lot of stuff on me, so just shout. At this point, Felicity, your phone rings. Aiden is calling you. Hello? Hi, Felicity. Are you free today? She's gonna um, cover the speaker on the phone. Damien, it's Aiden. She wants to know if I'm free today. Aiden, yay! Oh, yeah, yeah, tell her you're free. We're free. Should I tell her that you're here? Is that Damien? No, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. Hi, Aiden. Hi. Remember we talked about doing some practice through magic? Oh, yeah, yeah. I actually was um, about to bring that up with Damien. I was going to see if he wanted to maybe practice with me a little bit. Oh, I was gonna see with you guys if you wanted to practice some magic. Please wait until I get there to practice magic. You know, Aiden, I'm gonna tell you something. I make no promises. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, how? Oh, I don't know what to do with that. I guess uh, we'll we'll be over soon. Raven's coming. That's okay, right? That's fine. All right. Don't. Don't do magic until we get there. All right, bye. <laughs> she hangs up. <laughs> so she said something about doing magic she before said, she gets here, right? She, yep, that was a <laughs> portion of what she had said, and that is what I will be listening to. Perfect. What should we do? I can try to... You want me to do magic to you? Yeah. Let's see. Try do Do some jumping jacks. Damien is going to do some jumping jacks. Felicity is going to try to make him freeze. <laughs> okay. Do it. Roll to use magic. Don't worry, Damien. I have a plus three. We're good. <laughs> Eleven. So Solid. you just want me to do some jumping jerk. All right. Yeah. Felicity, you <laughs> extend the, your power and the wind slows to being inaudible and Damien is mid-air with his hands coming together and just slowly clapping and very slowly bringing them back down as he kind of drifts to the ground. Now is this one of those I know you it's uh, in one of my use magics that I had done before with Ghosty I could move at a regular speed and then the other person moved at like a, like the slow speed Yep. Is that the same thing as like what's same, happening now? Same effect. You, Beautiful. You've done so the I, same thing. I am going to. I'm gonna move his arms around a little bit. 
to like make them in a different position than when he started. And then maybe put a little leaf hat on him. Okay. So when he unfreezes, he's in a different a different position. It's uh, so like one arm's out in front, one arm's out behind. Yeah. I think when you go to move his arm, it does move, but not the way a person's arm should move. Because like <laughs> technically you are moving very fast compared to him <laughs> comparatively. And so you like go to move his arm from jumping jack position to like mm-hmm. forward and it just kind of bends. It doesn't rotate in the socket because you just pull it down and it and pulls down, right? There's no snap because he doesn't have bones, but like you see a little bit of his arm is like now stretching, like pulls taffy at the point where you pulled on it. What else do you do to keep messing him up, I guess? Um, I will take a rock and put it underneath him so he lands on the rock when he lands. Okay. And that's gonna be about it. That's all I'll do. So you release the magic. Damien, you're up in the air, and before you can like so finish the first some jumping, jumping jacks? Dude, yeah. <laughs> and your arm is kinda kinda wobbly and yeah. there's a little leaf on your head and you just uh Wow, well well done. I didn't even see you do that. Let me just get my arm back and oh the hat? Wow. Oh, that was that was awesome. Magic! Are, are you okay? Is your nose bloody like before? Oh no, I did it good this time. I've nice. been talking to the tree a little bit. You do notice Damien, her hair is standing on it. More so than usual. <laughs> oh, uh, your your hair's a little up. I don't know oh, if you want like, like a comb or sometimes. brush. I'm just gonna try to... Oh, you have a brush? You yeah. know, I, brushes in my hair—it just makes it not good. So. I just have a lot of things on me. When you go to like shake your hair out, Felicity, you get a little static shock from yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm zappy today. Tom, out of your hair. (laughs) He was in there the whole time getting zapped. And it's just like, (laughs) Oh, sorry, Tom. So, Damien, are we going to tell Aiden about about that cool thing I just did? No, we want to look good. That's true. Okay. Um, Yeah, no, appearances are important and lying is fine. I got, oh, okay. Okay. Maybe. I mean, you don't want to get caught in a lie. That's not good. No See, one likes you for that. I just 100% know that I, I would get caught in a lie. So maybe I don't say anything. No, that's too hard. We'll just be upfront about it. So and we then are. We're honest, and honesty makes us look good. Honesty is the best policy. That's what they say, right? Yeah. Dope. Aiden, okay. Aiden's one of those angel types. She'll she'll be all over that. This is perfect. Yeah, she'll like. I think she'll really love that. Hey, Good you want you want to go talk to my tree grandma until? Uh, oh yeah, Aiden gets here? I would love to meet your tree. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring him over to the tree and talk to the tree until Aiden gets here. When you do, bring, I shake the branch or is it like I mean, bow? Felicity, you come over. You sit on your swing, which is attached to the. Uh, you know, one of the boughs of this big old tree. Yeah, Damien's going to bow to the tree. Okay. You bow. It's a tree, Damien. You have some interactions with spirits, but you, you don't quite connect with them the way Felicity does. So 
Felicity, you hear as uh, an acorn drops into your cupped hands on, as you sit on the swing. Good morning, Felicity. Good morning, Grandma Tree. I see you're practicing. Yeah, did you see that? There's an angel coming over and she's going to help me practice a little bit more too. Like a real life angel. I have a lot of weird friends now. You certainly do. I wonder what is drawing them all to you. I'm dope. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, sorry. Uh, hey, Fel- Felicity, would your grandma tree, I know like trees like fertilizer. Do you want like me to bring dead animals around the tree to help her grow more? Tree, uh, did you hear that? Damien, five acorns come and like hit you in the face. <laughs> I, I'm going to take that as a no. Okay, this is why we ask. I'm not going to lie. At first, I thought you were going to suggest pooping on it. And that is a, probably a bigger no, but dead animals, still a no. And he, I, I think it's pretty well fertilized. Grandma tree, well fertilized. She doesn't respond right away, but you eventually hear, she says, Keep the fallen away from my roots. Oh, she doesn't like dead. She doesn't like dead. Uh, Damien will take two steps backwards. Well, you don't hear it, Damien. Oh, okay. uh, you haven't heard anything the tree has said. This is all just what Felicity's hearing. She has this connection to this tree. Um, oh wait, you mean Damien? That's my. That's my. He's a good. He's good. He's my friend. <laughs> Remains to be seen. He's my boss now. I guess. Is hey tree tree? Can you clue me on a little secret? Is Damien good? Because you seem a little hesitant. When you are as old as I am, you see the world through a different lens. And that's all she gives you. And at that point, another couple acorns plop into your hand, and she doesn't respond to any more questions when you try and talk to her again. Thank you for the acorns. They're going to go right (laughs) on my shelf, just with like all the other ones. There's hundreds. <laughs> yeah, I have so many acorns from this tree. Mm-hmm. I feel bad throwing any of them away. Well, I mean, Tom and Ghosty snack on them, so they, yep. they do get eaten eventually. <laughs> Thank you, Grandmother Tree. I'm going to take the acorns, and he scoops them up off the ground, and I'm going to put them on Whitaker's shelf. Good. That's good. I like that. Tree doesn't like you very much, but don't take that to heart. It's just because you're a demon. As some may say, it's not your personality. It's just who you are as a person. Bring it back. I understand completely. Demons are evil. And humans can just be evil from time to time. Mm. I don't think that you're evil, though. Mm. Do Do you think that you're evil? I'm a victim of my environment. And I'm not gonna get a good environment. So, and I'm a demon. I have no qualms about killing. I just see a lot of people making friends, so I want to make friends, you know? Yeah, but I feel like you are killing the right things, you know? Like, I don't think you would ever kill the, the things that you shouldn't kill. Damien, when she says that, you recall the shop owner of the music store 
from years ago. Yeah, but I mean, like, accidents happen. And but those are accidents. Yeah, but also, like, a circle of life. You know, you, you guys kill animals to live, so I, a human might have died every now and then. You know, that it, it kind of happens. You can't let yourself get broken up about it. You just take their I stuff mean, and move on. I mean, you kind of can a little bit. Are they good people? I, I don't... It's, it's a really deep question. I mean, I... Tree brought it up. I don't know what to tell you. Felicity, as you're sitting there in their backyard on your rope swing, contemplating the meaning of good and evil, your mom comes out on the back porch. Felicity, some people just pulled into the... Oh, uh, you already have company. So is that more of your friends pulling in? Yeah, can you even imagine that, right? Like, more than one, Mom! More than one! Oh, um, and she, she, yeah, she kind of, like, her hand goes to her heart for a second, and she's like, I'm so happy for you, honey. I'll go let them in. Thank Uh, you. So, Raven, you and Aiden have arrived. I don't imagine there was a lot said in the car ride over other than maybe reacting once Aiden called Felicity. When you guys go to like the front door to ring the bell, Felicity, what does your mom look like? Um, We ever nailed that down. Felicity, she definitely takes after what her father looked like. So her mother looks completely different. And, you know, her mom kind of doesn't like that she looks like her dad, but obviously it's she's her kid, so she's not going to really hold that over her too much. Right. Um, but Felicity's mom has a 70s, like, feathered brown bob with, like, those feathered bangs. She dresses very earthy, very flowy. I wouldn't say hippie. That's not exactly... It's just a lot of earth tones, kind of witchy in a way. She's small and soft-spoken, which is interesting for being Felicity's mom. But yeah, that's her mom. Oh, she also wears a lot of jewelry. She has tons of necklaces that she wears all at once. They're just like layered upon layers of of weird stones. And so she definitely gets, Felicity definitely gets her a, love for the outdoors and her love for like collecting little things from her mom she has a ton of little things this woman opens the door and she says uh hi i'm felicity's mom i'm angela uh welcome she's out and back with another friend thank you i'm raven eugenia i work over at the maple leaf we've probably met before Uh, you know i do recognize you now yes uh she like reaches out to shake her hand and Aiden, when she got out of the car, Raven, looks very uncomfortable here. And it's kind of standing behind you on the steps. Like, she's, she's, like, not eager to go, despite, like, being eager to, like, find Felicity and make sure that she and Damien aren't getting into trouble. So she's in this, like, sort of hot and cold mental state where she almost isn't even paying attention when, like, Angela introduces herself. And, and she awkwardly is like, oh, uh, yeah, I'm Aiden. Uh, nice to meet you. Sorry. Uh, and she doesn't offer her hand or anything. She's strangely more awkward than you've seen her in like knowing her. And Felicity's mom is like, okay, dear, she's in back. You can head right through the kitchen. So Aiden follows you, Raven, as you find your way through the house. 
And yeah, there are little like knickknacks and like a lot of like carved wooden animals and paintings of trees and forests and lakes and things. The Starnbrook household, rather the Clifford household, because Felicity's dad is not here and Angela changed her name back, has leaned into the like Aspen decor a little bit. Okay, lots of plants. And oh, so many plants. So many plants of so all different sorts. Plants. Yeah, vines and succulents and, and window plants and hanging plants. And yeah, but you head out into the backyard. Felicity and Damien are sitting near the, the tree. And Aiden rushes past you at that point and runs over to Felicity. Are you ready to go? Yeah, I already did something pretty dope. You missed it. It was pretty cool. Okay, well, let's do, you want to do hold- it again. No, let's hold off on that until we go somewhere private, more private, right? I was thinking we'd we'd take a, a hike. To the woods! Do, do we want to get, do you go here? He does magic. Oh, I forgot to ask him this morning. Just port back. He's <laughs> right there. You know what? If, if Aiden didn't mention it, Raven assumed Aiden invited him and he couldn't or said he didn't want to go. Yeah, no, she totally If it wasn't just, mentioned, she just assumed that it was already taken care of and that he couldn't. And now uh, Raven feels really bad. <laughs> yeah, so she takes her phone out. All right, I'm going to call him. So Hugo, we you get a call. We are excluding Agent Whitaker because he's a stick in the mud. So Hugo, you get a call. It's pushing towards midday. It's like 10, 30 or so. Hello? Hi, Hugo. How did your night to think about it go? Interestingly enough... Um, are we just helping Felicity? Well, Raven is coming here, and uh, Damien showed up. I know it's Raven's not gonna the lean like over and be like, "Hey, Hugo." Yeah, she's hey, like, and, and Aiden kind of like tries to cover the speaker, so it's like less obvious that she's now here with a crowd. She's just like, <laughs> "I know I said uh, crowds and things are not your thing, but it just happened." What about Whitaker and Bethany? Bethany didn't want to come. That could be my fault. I'm. I'm bad at inviting people to things. And I didn't figure Whitaker was the magical type who would want to. Felicity's going to lean over and go, Whitaker's a buzzkill. <laughs> <laughs> I figured he would be busy with following up on last night. Uh, and yeah, Raven, he's got paperwork. This is, he this is the first you're hearing of last night. Oh, the pig man. Did Felicity just talk about the pig man? Uh, yes. Wait, how do you know about the pig man? How do I know about anything? It's the pig man. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. <laughs> he, well, we fought a man boar pig. He attacked a gas station attendant. He's okay, though. That's good. Were you guys all there? I wasn't. I was sleeping. It was a I, secret agent mission. That checks out. <laughs> I never sleep. I, it was... Uh, <laughs> Hugo is up, so we headed over. It wasn't a big deal or anything. I mean, we he got away anyway, so it's it's agency stuff now. My this back ex- says it was kind of a big deal. <laughs> it's just like, if you come over, I can do something about that. And she's, she says, we're going to head up to the, the cold trail if you want to meet us there. Give me, up. I'll be there in like an hour or so. Oh, yeah, take your time. Well, you no, go. Get me here faster, Aiden. Just use your wings. She closed the phone. She's like, Damien, you cannot... Her mom is in the house. <laughs> it wasn't yelling. Oh, my mom's chill. Don't worry. Oh, at this point, Hugo's going to actually take out his phone and send a text 
Okay. Bethany, one of essentially the only texts he's ever sent her, saying something along the lines of, if you're going to be involved with these people, you need to learn to protect yourself. I think Bethany texts back, I'm perfectly capable, <laughs> with, a, like, with a full stop. And then he sends one more text, we'll see. Some cold text being sent for both of them. Aiden is eager to leave the Starnbrook house. And hey, Aiden. Yeah. Yes. Don't, my mom, she is so cool with everything. She's fine. She thinks, she thinks that I'm just crazy. Watch, watch. Mom! Mom! And she comes out. She's got like a pitcher that's full of some powdered colored drink and some cups. And I made you some, yes, what? Um, can you also get a cup for Ghosty and Tom, please? I, I already brought them. Oh, thank you. <laughs> See, she's cool. If you all look at the tray, there are like plastic disposable cups. You know those cups you get with like medicine as a kid? It's like two of those little plastic cups <laughs> are like also on the tray. <laughs> Thanks, mom. No problem, honey. And she, you know, sets it down. It's just powder, but if you're thirsty, and she goes back in the house. See? She's fine. She's chill. Does she, has she seen your spirits? See, that I don't know. It's been like my whole life where I'm really not sure if my mom just thinks that I'm crazy um, and kind of goes along with it so that I don't feel bad about myself or if she actually sees them. I haven't really had, you know, I kind of am like, mom, do you really see them? And she's like, yeah and i don't know if that's like a real yeah or like a fake yeah i don't know she goes along with it though okay well just in case she hasn't i don't think we should start casting spells in your backyard fair that's i mean yeah i see where you're going i also would enjoy a hike let's go so you all have like a quick drink and then head out. How many people do we have now? Four, just four. So you'll all fit in Raven's car and you guys drive over to, it's called Cold Trail. It's just because there's a stream that is part of the hike that runs from like the ice water on the mountains and it's very cold all year. And so I don't know how much you guys want to role play of the, the hike. I imagine I they're not going far, right? It's just like till they hit like a clearing. Right, yeah. When you get to the spot, it's not one of those fire pit areas. It's sort of a break in the forest area of the trail, and it's more of a field with some big rocks and things. Mm-hmm. At that point, Aiden says, all right, this is, this is good. This is fine. It's just like a big exhale now that you're finally out in the middle of nowhere. Let's talk basics. Raven, you've just been doing things from that book. Yeah, so far that I know of. I mean, there was a little bit of stuff with that salt that Granny Jones gave me, but I don't know if that was all her. She could have been helping you. Yeah, Yeah, I think that was mostly her. Everything else so far has been from the book. Okay. And she just like tries to be subtle, but takes the fire extinguisher out of her backpack and puts it next to the backpack. (laughs) All right. So she uh, looks at Felicity and she says, What have you done so far with your magic? Let's see. I do a lot of freezing things, but like not like freezing like 
ice. It's like freezing like time. Like they just stop. Sometimes they freeze in space and everything else still going along around them. Sometimes everything slows down and I can move things around. That's basically what I've done so far. Okay. Let's, uh, let's just have you try a few things and she'll pick up a rock. I'm going to throw this and then you'll use some magic on it. Yep. And stop it in the air. Whatever you want to do with it. And so she'll do a pitch up in the air. It goes, you know, always. A second rock gets launched in the air shortly after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Felicity, I would like you to roll use magic. 13. I got a plus three for magic. You do. And you also seem to roll exceptionally well. Yes. Uh, <laughs> what happens? Do you freeze the rock? Do you do something so, else? So how high up in the air is the rock? 15 feet. Hmm. So I can't like jump up and grab it. No, she just kind of like lobbed it up in the air. Okay. You probably could with magic. You That's jump true. As high as you want with magic. Yeah, I mean, what is it? Do one thing that is beyond human limitations. <laughs> hmm. Well, see, what I wanted to do was like have it do the like whole world slows down, and then I grab it out of the air and just hold it in front of her and be like, "See, I got it." You know what I mean? Oh, like. She threw it, but then you're holding it kind of thing? Yeah. Well, if you want to have that rock in your hand, Felicity, and that's mm -hmm. like the magic you try to tap into, I will say this. You're like, oh, it'd be so cool if I could catch that rock. And almost instinctually, you crouch a little bit. And rather than the world slowing down, the rocks around your feet and the dirt there starts to shift and swirl. And Aiden has just enough time to look and turn back to you to be like, are you gonna? And you leap into the air, almost propelled by this force. And you grab that rock out of the air and then land. And as you land, you make a little groove in the earth and kick up some sod and things. And again, your hair crackling with energy. Ta-da! Don't know how I did that. That's never happened before. <laughs> I just thought, you know, it would be dope if I caught that rock and then the earth flung me. So, like, cool. Aiden looks at you like, okay. She turns over to you, Raven, and she says, Thank I'm going to be doing this a while if you want to just try some things or ask a question when you need help. And so she goes over to join you, Felicity, a little further into the field where you went. She will pick up a rock or throw it, or she'll point at something and be like, try something over there. So if you want to roll like a series of use magic rolls, we can rapid fire go through a few of the things you're over there doing. Okay, we got use magic for six, seven, eight, nine, nine. That is with a glitch, right? Yep. Do I choose the glitch? Yeah, you choose the effect and your glitch, and then I decide what effect the glitch has. Oh, God. I'll say for this, she, like, points at a tree that is clearly dead, but is still, like, upright. Mm -hmm. Some old or fungus killed the roots, and so it's just, like, a, a standing structure in the field with no foliage on it. And she just says, do something to that? Yep. 
I feel like the only really thing that that would make sense for any of these situations would be do one thing that is beyond human limitation. I think what I need from you is like, what does Felicity think about doing? What is Felicity? She wants to climb it. If it's a tree. Interesting. She would like to climb it and sit on the branch that she's talking about. Okay, yeah. You go over and you think to yourself, I want to climb this. And you just start to climb it. And you're not thinking like, oh, this is easy or this is hard. You're just like, I'm going to do this thing. And what happens is you do climb the tree, but you're grabbing loosely at it and not really climbing in the most expert way. And Aiden, who is next to the tree, she like comes over. Aiden takes a step into like this area around the tree and trips and almost does a backflip, but is turned over and begins to rise into the air and little sticks and rocks and like <gasps> things from the area around this tree are rising into the air. Yeah, I make like a zero gravity and, tree. And, and you, I uh, don't notice this at first, you just get to the top of this dead tree and pirate pose off the top like, ha ha, I did it! And you just see Aiden revolving and as her head like comes around and looks at you, she's white as a sheet. She's like, what did you? Whoa! And throws her wings out and flies up to join you. She's just flapping to keep herself aloft and at your height and she's like, are you are you trying to do these things? <laughs> no, I just think I want to climb that tree and then I, I make it happen somehow, I guess. Gravity! Alright. We got, we got time. We got <laughs> earth trampolines and we got gravity. <laughs> She breaks off a stick, and she flies away with it, and calls out to you, All right, try and target this, and throws the stick up in the air. All right, this one, I guess Felicity is just going to make it freeze in the air. A six plus three is nine. What's your glitch? Um, the effect is of a short duration. You catch that stick in the air, and it does slow down and freezes. But as you are focusing on it, you're kind of like, I did it! And energy kind of ripples through your hand and out towards the stick because you're, you're too far away to like go grab it without doing some other type of magic thing. Mm-hmm. But this energy flies towards that stick and it almost warps like someone used like a Photoshop tool on it and then bursts into tiny, tiny splinters. Well, okay. Hey, um, Damien! Glad and, this didn't happen earlier, because I Aiden, didn't mean for that. <laughs> yeah, she shields her face with her wing for a second, and then flies back over and lands, and her wings go away, and she calls up to you. That was interesting. That was new. Hmm. I get Thanks what you Thanks for not mean. exploding me. <laughs> anytime, Damien. Anytime. You continue to do these things, and there are moments where your magic does something unexpected that you weren't intending it for it to do. Mm-hmm. But we'll we'll pick up there in a little bit. Raven, come on this nice camping, well, not camping, this nice hiking trip with your friends. What's she doing to practice magic? She spread out a blanket that she brought, invited Damien to sit on it if he would like. Okay. Um, and she's got the tarot cards out, the the box of them. Um, and she's like flipping through the spell book, trying to see if there's anything that she could feasibly try. If there's anything like simple. 
message we could try. And I think if she flips through and doesn't find anything, she'll pull out the tarot cards and start like shuffling them. All right. Maybe see I think if we can pull some for Damien. You find a spell towards the beginning and it's, it's for making plants grow and encouraging healthy plant growth. So if you want to try that, you can. Yeah, anything right. that she, it doesn't need like super weird materials that she might not have. Anything she can feasibly do. Yeah, no, the like requirements for the spell say a bit of water and the plant you're trying to encourage and then some incantations from the book. Yeah, she'll grab a water bottle and try and find a, like a flower nearby, maybe one that doesn't look like it's doing so well. Get out the book. Roll magic. I feel like she's gonna, <laughs> like she's gonna lay on her stomach and stare at it. Uh-oh. That's a thing. You drip the water on it. Help? You could, but this is Raven practicing. Damien helping kind of doesn't help her learn. But you say the words and you've got like the book out. You're kind of just in like picnic mode because like Aiden and Felicity are over in the field making things blow up and floating into the air and stuff. Yeah, she like pours some water on it. She reads the words, yep. stares at it. Uh, Nothing seems to be happening. Yeah, it's not really clicking with you. After you, you finish the spell, you look up and the plant just kind of like, <laughs> it leans over a little more. It kind of dries up. She's going to snap the book shut and go back to the blanket. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> go back to flipping. Like, none of that happened. Yeah. Yeah, it's practice. This is why you practice. Yeah. yeah. It's not like angry. It's just like, ooh, that's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's try something else. Yeah. All right. Yeah. What's something else you want to think of, of trying? If there's nothing else that she can feasibly try from the book. I think she wants to try something with the tarot cards. I feel like she's kind of fiddled around with them a little bit, but reading for yourself is very different from reading for someone else. So I think she's going to call over Damien and have him sit across from her and be like, all right, let's just try this and start like, right. shuffling them. Just to... Okay, I'm ready. What do I do? You just need to sit there just like you are and... Let's see what kind of reading we should do. I guess we'll we'll try and we'll we'll keep it really simple. I'm gonna try and pull a card that really resonates with you. Something that instead of looking into your past or your future, let's go with like the present and we'll try and we'll try and pull one that is for you. So just just think really hard about yourself and things that you like, like your personality. Think okay. about myself? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> She's shuffling, thinking really hard about Damien and all the all the things that they've done together since okay. she's seen. I like that. Damien, is it weird to think about yourself? Yeah. <laughs> I almost want to make him roll under pressure for it. Okay. He's like, think about yourself. It's like, no, you got to think about what everyone else has at all times. Uh, ten. I'm okay. This is the first moment you two have had as like a Raven and Damien moment. Yeah, uh, I'm realizing that. This is that the first it, time they've ever hung out just like the two of them. Just talk. the two of them. Although there is one other moment where the two of you had a bit of a connection. And Raven, you don't notice this when you drop the book, but when you drop it, it flips open and the wind, as you're sitting there like shuffling and thinking and like focusing on this deck that Granny Jones gave you, it blows some of the pages of the book and they and open to the summoning spell. Uh, and Damien, you're sitting there thinking back, think about me, 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 me. Hmm. For you, this is also interesting because you haven't done anything with just you and Raven. Oh, wait, she did summon me. Yeah, that was weird. And you'll recall that when you rolled, you rolled pretty poorly on your resurrection roll and something yes. was going to come with you. So Raven, you go and you set the deck down and you pull the first card and... 
flip it onto the mat. And when you do, it is, remember how I described the deck where it's like a bunch of North American animals and scenery and that sort of thing? What you pull up is a, uh, it's the rabbit card. It depicts a rabbit with some pine cones and twigs and things, and it's just sitting in a copse of grass with a tree behind it. And also on the ground is a deer skull with some antlers coming up from it and a couple of arrows that are like down into the ground nearby. And when you throw that card down, you don't even have time to read which of the cards in the deck it is, but the book lights up and the blanket that you're on ruffles. And Damien, you open your eyes and you see Raven there and her hair is whipping as this wind starts to just come from the card. And Felicity, you and Aiden also look over and wind blows the whole blanket and you guys over. Aiden's like, Raven? And like flies over. They arrive as the dust is clearing and they're like the one card. You went out and reached to grab it, Raven. So it's in your hand. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's also glowing a little bit. And on the ground, where it had been placed down under the blanket, the dirt rumbles for a second. And this little creature burrows its way out of the ground and is there before you. It is rabbit-like. It has a rabbit's or a hare's physiology with the long-footed back legs and the more thin and smaller front legs. But those front legs seem to have... the, The furriness of them slims right at the paws and it almost looks like raccoon hands its head while rabbit-like and it has big upright ears and then on its face is this wood polished dark walnutty wood mask with two little holes cut out that just seem to be pools of darkness behind them kind of like ghosty's skull and also on its head poking forward are a pair of deer antlers and all along its back are little quills, like a, a mix between like a hedgehog and a porcupine. And it like looks around, looks around, looks at you, and then slowly pads over to you. It's a really like unnerving, like beyond the fact that you summoned this thing, it doesn't have a face. It doesn't have an animal face. It's just this like wooden mask without any features except the two blank eyes. Raven is like scrambling backwards as soon as it starts coming near her. <laughs> yeah. Plus he's gonna be like- Terrified. Aiden, like, throws an arm out to stop you from going anywhere, Felicity. Hold on. And the thing continues to, like, comes over to you, Raven, like, looks at you up and down, and then just sits back on its hind legs and, like, looks at you. I imagine she, like, fell backwards and was, like, scrambling backwards on the ground, and when it stops, she's gonna sit up a little bit and then reach her hand towards it a little bit in that, like, are you friendly? And, like, if it makes any aggressive move, she's gonna try and pull back but like very slowly and carefully reaching Mm -hmm. her hand out towards it it kind of hop hop and then stands up and goes over and shakes your hand with its little little raccoon paw (laughs) even just kind of white face blank stare lets it shake her hand a little bit (laughs) completely awestruck just like okay this is happening you guys see this right oh my god yeah aiden is just sort of like what did you do what spell did you cast? <laughs> I didn't cast anything. I, I tried to do something for the book with plants and it didn't work. And so I just put it aside and we were just, I just pulled the tarot card. I didn't think I was doing any magic. I was trying not to do magic. It was just, it was just tarot cards. We were just waiting for you guys to finish up. Yep. We were just trying to do normal things. 
I, I put the book down. It was closed. You look over, the book is open. There is a leaf marking the page that it had flipped open to. And it's the, it's the summoning. Oh, I, I heard the pages shuffle. I thought the wind just blew it open. Was that on purpose? Was that just an accident? What did we When you do? say, oh I thought the wind did something, the little rabbit creature tilts their head and then turns its head back, scanning the sky. And it goes back down onto all fours and crouches a little bit and then darts and is like hopping through the air and hop, 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 gets up into the branches of a tree. Once it's up there, stands back onto its hind legs, more like in a bipedal position, and is now scanning the field. Guys, what is that? <laughs> Hello, rabbit so friend. And it, <laughs> that is where it came from. It doesn't seem dangerous. You see this little creature shrugs, runs down the side of the tree, this time without hopping through the air, and then comes back over and sits next to you, Raven. Is it a spirit? Like, can I tell? It does seem to have the same sort of spirit physiology in that it's all mixed up animals. But I touched it. I shook its little paw. So it's not not spirity in the way that it's like see-through. Yeah. Yeah, It's like Ghosty and Tom. Yeah. And speaking of them... They hop off Felicity's shoulder, walk over, and at first the thing regards them and it gets defensive. It grabs the tip of one of its antlers and like pulls a string from it somehow down and then steps on it with its big rabbity foot, plucks a quill from its back and pulls that string back like a bow and arrow and whoa. points it at Ghosty and Tom. Whoa, and they're whoa, like, whoa, and they're whoa, like whoa. whoa, whoa, whoa. They put their hands up and it like regards them for a second tilts its head, and then lets go of the string. It snaps back into the, the antler, which you now see has little decorations hanging from the tines of the antlers. And it, like, sticks the quill back in its fur and pads over to them, and they sniff at each other. They seem to be getting along okay now. So I don't think we've ever really established this, but with my ability, the sight, I can communicate with spirits, and they can understand me, and I can understand them. But... I don't think we ever really established if the spirits can actually speak or if I could just understand them based on, like, their actions. Some spirits can speak and some cannot. If you are like me and have binged Legend of Korra or Avatar The Last Airbender in the yes. last <laughs> month or so, it's like that. Some okay. spirits talk and some don't, and it just depends on the ones. But, okay. Uh, so I yeah. will try a approaching this spirit okay and i will say um hello can you speak it looks at you and it's little like raccoon paws go and feel at its face and it feels that wooden mask with just the eyes and there's no mouth and it just shrugs oh that's right you don't have a mouth (laughs) i was wondering if there was something underneath there so that's just like your head it scratches the back of its head a little bit and its ears twitch and twitch and tap, 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 like the wooden part. It's got that like echoey woodblock sound. That's cool. Do you know how to maybe draw pictures? When you say that, it nods excitedly and pulls one of its quills out and does like a crude drawing of you with your glasses and your big hair on the dirt. And me, okay, I'm gonna oh pull my, my I'm gonna pull my journal out that I have, and I'm gonna give him or them because we don't know. I'm going to give them a pen and the journal, and I'm going to start asking them questions. 
<laughs> okay. I'm gonna say, where did you come from? How did you get here? What what the heck just happened? Do you know? It's scribbling as you're like asking questions and it puts the pen, it like notches it in two of the forks of its antler as like a place to hold it and then turns the pad around and it's like a little scribble of Raven. Raven brought you here? <laughs> it's just like tap, tap, tap the picture and pointing back at her. Are you here to be Raven's friend? Are you here to help Raven? Like I have Ghosty and Tom. And it takes the pen and starts scribbling again. And this time, below where Raven's portrait that it did is, is like a crude drawing of it with its little quill and bow. My so you're here to fight for Raven? You're here to use your bow and arrow with Raven? And the spirit sets the pad of paper down, tears a sheet of paper from it, and... Wind catches the paper and takes it sailing up into the air. And in the blink of an eye, this little spirit fires three shots at the paper, which all hit and send the sheet back down to the ground, pinned by these small quill arrows. Raven it stands there. that paper. It stands there looking very proud. Wow! You <laughs> just did that! To fight me. Do you so want to fight Raven? No, 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 not, 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 sorry, sorry, I should have, it's not the one, it's not the one with Raven and its picture on it. It, okay. took, like a, it took like a blank one and threw that up in the Okay, <laughs> oh my god, I thought it... I thought he seems not aggressive for something saying he wants to fight me. No, 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 no. Okay, okay. that makes way more sense. Also, so, Raven will keep that picture that it drew of her because she really loves it. Aww. <laughs> so, now that it's you, established. Raven brought you here, and you're here to help her by using your. You're, you're here to be her friend and to help her by using your bow and arrow. Uh, or your quill, bow and quill. It gives you your pen back, doesn't draw anymore, and then turns around and then sits next to Raven and looks up at her. Raven's gonna reach out and like try and give it a little head pat, like see if it's okay with that. Yeah. It's just trying to like it. Yeah. pat it between the antlers, maybe mm-hmm. scratch behind his ears. Yeah. Do you love her? It looks at you with like a. Hmm? <laughs> what like, is love? Is love? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Aiden will come over, and she also kneels next to this thing, and it, like, its ears go back for a second, seeing her, and she does the hand outstretched thing, and it cautiously comes over, like, almost like it's paying deference to her, and bows its head. Wow. She, like, brushes its back, and even the quill section, as she's running her hand over it, they're not active at this point, so they're, they're just, like, more fur. It's almost like the fur can into the quills or it can relax and be just like long fur on the back. And Raven so also she, grab yeah, the journal she, again really quick and grab the pen and like gesture towards it and be like, do you have a name? Can we, do you have something we can call you? And she'll kind of hand it to the little rabbit. As Aiden's petting it, she's like, it's a forest spirit like them. And you know, she looks back at Ghosty and Tom and they do a little like a thumbs up at you, Raven. <laughs> <laughs> the Little rabbit sketches, scribbles that out, tears that away, just lets the paper fall, goes and scribbles again, and it flips it around, and it is leaves tumbling in what looks like a, a gust of wind. Guys, anything? Leaf Windson. You can name him Gus. <laughs> <laughs> Gus? Gusty? Gusty's really close to Ghosty, though. We might get confused. We could call it Breeze. Oh, Breeze is cute. Or Windy. 
Oh, also Wendy. That was an obvious one we skipped. Raven's <laughs> <laughs> uh, gonna lean down and be like, Wendy? Is that okay? And the little rabbit nods its head and does more of its little like hop, hop, hop around. And as it does, it like kicks up some of the dirt, but then it is hopping through those dirt clouds on the sky, spirals its way up a little bit. And this little like tiny dust devil appears and then disappears as it lands. Wow, that was cool. I love him. She's gonna, cause she's still on the ground. She has not stood up since all of this. Yeah. <laughs> she's gonna like hold out her hands and like pat her thighs and see if it'll come sit in her lap. And like it has, it has antlers, so it's not like the most cuddly. But it, you know, they're not like in the way, yeah. and it slumps over your leg, so that like its head and antlers are not to the stabbing side. her in the face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She she like leans back to make room for the antlers, and then she pets him, looking at everybody else. Like Aiden is like, well, that was uh, not the magic I expected to be practicing, but um, no. Yeah, you thought you were here for me, huh? <laughs> Look at this! We we still are! Do, uh, I... Uh... <laughs> yeah, did I see you reverse gravity over there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't think we missed that. I saw some stuff floating. You summoned a rabbit! I don't know. You summoned you a reverse entire thing. gravity! <laughs> Not that Wendy isn't really cool and also baffling. Don't worry, little buddy. <laughs> it makes the first sound that you've heard, and it kind of sounds like wooden wind chimes clacking together. As soon as you said sound, that's the exact sound I pictured. <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I love Wendy. Yeah, they're great. Hello, adventurers. Did you think we'd lay off the cuteness just because the house elf issue was resolved? Absolutely not. There's always room for cuteness on this podcast. Raven's picked herself up a mysterious little familiar. But if you're a spellcrafting wizard in your own tabletop game, then perhaps our sponsor can provide you with some fun new additions to your own magical kit. Modern Artifice makes custom gaming supplies and a wide variety of dice types. Resin, yes, but also metal and gemstone. I saw the castings of their metal dice, and they look like Christmas trees made of dice. It makes sense, but I'd never thought about how metal dice are actually produced before. If you're looking for a custom item or specialty work, Modern Artifice offers a range of services, including 3D printing, laser engraving, CNC machining, mold making, and more. Maybe you're in the mood for a surprise? Check out their mystery bags of resin or metal dice and see what you get. It's honestly a perfect gift for the dice goblins in your life. You know the ones. So check out modernartifice.com or their Facebook page, facebook.com slash modernartifice. Go get yourself some of these magical gaming goods, adventurers, before those goblins get them all. There's one more thing I have to talk about on this break, and it's that we made it to episode 10. That's a small but important milestone for us. Most podcasts don't even make it past episode 7, it turns out. Which is a little sad, but I can understand why. A lot of work goes into making a show like this. Keeping everything on schedule and actively growing behind the scenes takes a ton of dedication, but the reception we've gotten from all of you has been really validating. If you're sharing the show with your friends and other online circles, that's helping us out a ton. It's a simple but important way you can support the show because more dedicated listeners is what sponsors look for. 
I really try to make the ad breaks as unintrusive as possible, but our sponsors are a really important part of what lets us make this show a thing in the first place. It's thanks to them that the squad and I can continue to record our sessions and turn them into episodes for everyone else to listen to. Thanks for sticking with us, adventurers. Agent Whitaker, we haven't heard from you for a little bit. Whitaker's Autumn Falls team is currently a little bit MIA. So he's going to, having submitted all of the information he's got right now, Whitaker is going to take a trip to the Autumn Falls oh, Museum. Okay. He, he is aware that, that Hugo works here. I forget how much Hugo's told us about the sect. Hugo, would Whitaker know that the, that the sect is involved in the museum, or would that not be something if that you would have would, It would probably be through the agency's connections themselves, if anything. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Hugo has really said anything about his group other than he's in one. <laughs> Hugo has said anything, and you can Hugo has, stop right there. <laughs> yeah, Hugo has done a real good job of keeping his secret secret. So, yeah, Whitaker just knows that Hugo works there. I guess your reasoning mm-hmm. could be you're just trying to see if Hugo's around. It's, it's less like he's trying to see if Hugo's around, and it's more like if Hugo's around, say hi. And also, I have been trying to ask this man about what he does and where he's from for ages, and I've got nothing. Yeah, so now, you're, so now, now you're we're just going to go to the yeah. source. You get to the museum, and I've described it before. It, it's... Uh, it's a natural history museum, but in the small town sense, they have a lot of taxidermy exhibits on local wildlife, foxes and raccoons and otters and ducks and songbirds in the area. They probably have like a bear that's stuffed and maybe uh, and one of those exhibits where it's like mannequins of like the Native American peoples of the area and like showing like this is how they constructed their houses and this is how they carved boats or you know this is the west coast so probably the um the totem poles and things like that and it's got different exhibits on the area's geography and there's like a very small fossil exhibit trilobites and like little shells and things and then like one parasaur dinosaur or something like that like they don't have a t-rex or anything but they've got like one dinosaur skeleton and it's not real it's like a casting of like another one found in the area there are people working at the museum who are not involved with Hugo's thing, and they're doing various biological you know, surveys in the area. They're testing the swamp waters and the, the mountain vegetation and, and doing a lot of ecology type of, of studies. That's what the museum is, and it's quaint, I would say. I'm basing it on one that exists in Rockford, Illinois, which is where my oh, family nice extended family comes from and that's that's kind of how that place is too it's like a three-story building and it's like oh museum but it's not like natural history in new york or washington or anything like that that's a good vibe i like that whitaker walks around looks at everything whitaker's going to investigate a mystery i thought he might (laughs) uh it's a six boy is this place mysterious (laughs) (laughs) looks like a regular museum honestly on a miss, you reveal some information to the monster or whoever you are talking to. I bet, hey, does he find Professor Argyle? You definitely do. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. And he is the docent on duty today. 
giving some of the tours and you come in and he's like, good afternoon. Welcome to the Autumn Falls Natural History Exhibit. Next tour starts in half an hour, but uh, you can catch the tail end of the school group that just went through if you'd like. I, I figured I'll just uh, walk around by myself for now, but thank you. Um, he nods. Uh, kind of doesn't seem to pay you much mind, but as you go into the museum, he's like watching you. Well, is it that Hugo said foreign powers are getting involved? Yep. <laughs> I think he might try to make, if, if Professor Ariel does not look busy with stuff, he might try to make small talk with him. Okay, yeah. Uh, I know, I have a friend who works here. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's that's a big thing, you say. Uh, and I think that's like, that's probably where it, yeah. the, the information reveal comes the from. The reveal of information happens, and, and he says, uh, Ah, you know our employee Hugo. How did you meet, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, we uh, met while um, while out out hiking, I believe. Stumbled on the same path together. And I've been staying in town for, you know, a month or two now, and uh, I've been spending a little more time with him. Pleasant chap he is. Yes, indeed. You said you're here for work? For work, yes. It's a bit of a traveling job. Right. Hugo has the day off today. I don't think you'll be seeing him around here. All right. Well, I thought I'd check the place out. Been meaning to come by. It's a lovely little place. Yes. How long like, have you been working here? I've been curator for quite some time. We like to foster exploration and knowledge here. Spent most of my most of my time here in Autumn Falls doing work through the museum. And with that, I think Whitaker's going to bid him a pleasant sort of okay. <laughs> day to you and start exploring. As you go to leave, Lonnie, he says, check the gift shop. We sometimes offer discounts depending on where you work. Hmm. Thank you for the information. I, I think I will. Yeah, okay. Picking up what he's putting down. He is actually going to check out the gift shop. Anything <laughs> interesting in there? They have a stand of shiny polished rocks. They have cans of slime that are somehow being sold as a science item. They have some like 3D dinosaur wooden puzzles of like skeletons and little plushies of the different animals that are on exhibit and classic. They so have one of those big things of rocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the polished like, yes, that's exactly. You started saying they have a lot of colorful rocks and then you said they have a lot of slime and I thought you were going to go and give us each a thing. Each of the characters is oh. very much like you to buy for them. That you have the option of purchasing should you choose to accept this mission. I and, mean, and Agent Whitaker, they got colorful. And you lost me at cut out dinosaur. I was like, Bethany? No, I was just describing a museum gift shop. <laughs> they could have been very smart if I was smarter. <laughs> Talking about the watches they have. And the stuffed rabbits they have. Right. The coin and some little miniatures, too. <laughs> you do, actually, Agent Whitaker. You see a stuffed rabbit with antlers and, like, a stuffed Bigfoot Aww. and a stuffed lake monster in the historical cryptids of the Northwest United States. Love that. Yeah. Now, it is Hugo's day off, but you going to run by Hugo? He actually needed to stop by the museum so he could go search for if there's any extra sets of smaller armor mm. because if people are going to be practicing magic and possibly slinging spells at each other mm. agent Whitaker, you're in the gift shop and you see hugo walk by 
I don't think you notice him, Hugo. Nope. Yeah, you see Hugo, like, here on his day off. Whitaker's going to do that thing where he goes after him and walks behind him uh, for as long as he can before Hugo notices him. Well, this is the question, Agent Whitaker. Are you going to secret agent style follow Hugo as he proceeds to go into the back of the museum? Absolutely. I think that will be act under pressure. That's a 10. You do what you set out to do. It's a great casual walk behind and just ducking out of sight when, mm-hmm. whenever someone's around or whenever Hugo turns around. Yeah, Hugo, you're not thinking that you'd run into anyone here. Everyone you know is off testing spells and cold trail. Whitaker, you see Hugo and you follow him back past the employees only door. You come back to the area where people are sifting through containers of sand that has mollusks and things that they pulled from the river to test like toxicity and algae reports and things. It's that room in the museum that's like sometimes on display if you've ever been to these places before where it's like you can see the scientists doing the museum science. It's that back room. Hugo goes over to a what looks like a thermostat basically flips it down and enters in the code. That wall with the set of shelves and things on it slides open and Hugo goes down but you slip in. How long do you wait before you reopen this secret passage? Not knowing what's behind it, I wouldn't wait longer than like four beats just to give him enough time to not notice it opening behind him. I mean, I don't know, it depends on how long, it depends on how cautious Hugo is, but Whitaker gives it a, a solid four beats and then goes after him. Yeah, that's a good question to clarify. Hugo, are you kind of in a rush to just, like, pop in, pop out? He's in a rush somewhat. However, he's trying to make sure that at least Mr. Argyle doesn't see him while he's doing what he's doing. Oh, so you're also trying to avoid Argyle's attention. Yep. Why don't you act under pressure? I'm being sneaky today. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, secrets are happening. We have secret squad and we have summoning squad. (laughs) Eleven. You sneak right in there. You're... Argyle is doing a tour for third graders. He's doing his day job. <laughs> so yeah, you slip in, you slip by, but Whitaker, you wait a couple seconds, pause, and then beep, 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 beep. it opens for you as well. Hugo, you go downstairs. You said you're looking for armor. Yep. You had mentioned leather armor before. What are you picturing as like Hugo's hunter gear that he has received as a, a whispered? It's definitely hard leather armor and soft leather armor combined. Um, It still has enough mobility for usage of a spear, but it can take a hit. It's like flexible leather layered on top of loose-fitted training gi or something like that, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, there are extra pairs of it down here, just as part of the general equipment that Argyle has on him. And so you're rustling, rustling around, and... What do you say when you discover this secret crypt slash like library space, Whitaker? Because it's like stone down here. It's old stone, older than the museum's foundation. This is some sort of reliquary place. There's old musty scrolls, walls of them, and books and tomes and things in jars that are like the skeleton of a sprite or the hand of some creature that's being preserved. This is classic dungeon of a sorcerer, essentially. Agent Whitaker looks around. Uh, he says, good place to spend your day off. Fuck. Bethany, where are you at? What are you doing? 
Bethany's gone back. I think she's come back to running. Yeah. I don't think she's running by Whitaker's house. I think she would rather not get the possibility of asking him to come hang out and then get the response of, no, I'm with all of the people who know things about magic. But I think it was a pretty short run. She's doing a lot of those like high intensity workouts. She's like looking at a lot of combat training stuff and she's like trying her best to kind of spar with the things she has around her house. Like one of her sisters like sewing mannequins. She like puts a jacket on and like like tapes a face to it or takes a word to it and starts trying to beat it up. A lot of DIY combat training. And you're doing this at your house? I think sometimes she goes to the gym or she goes to like classes where they're like, here's a punching bag, go for it. She's really just trying to to go for it. And I think she's too intense for the classes. I'm not saying she's necessarily too good for the classes. She's just putting too much effort in. You probably take a class at the Kojima Dojo. She doesn't want to see Hugo or Raven. Well, like, you know, it's not the karate class. They offer self-defense classes there as part of their programming. You take Haru Yoshida's sparring class. Saturday afternoon, so he's like, all right, we're going to run through what we did last week. Bethany, come on up. And you just, like, take his shin out, and he's just like, oh, whoa! <laughs> one of those classic moments in dramas when, like, in, like there's a one person you can kick ass. They're not fighting anymore, but Bethany's still, like, in the zone, and someone, like, puts their hand on her shoulder, and she, like, turns around, just like, and she's like, I'm so sorry, like, they're, like, bleeding. So, yeah, you have that experience in class today. Haru is like, it's fine, it's fine. I have a little time. Anything else you want to touch on before we jump back to one of our other groups? I think she wouldn't really make an effort to reach out. She's kind of fired up from what Hugo told her. Lights a fire under her butt. Yeah, yeah okay. it really inspires her to kick ass. So we'll go back to our magic training crew. At this point, Ghosty, Tom, and Wendy are running around in the grass, and they're doing this thing that, like, Felicity, you see spirits do it all the time where their glamour is flickering on and off. It's almost like watching footage where the camera wasn't running at a high enough speed to capture all the in-between frames. You'll see them like leaping through the air and then they vanish. And then you see like the grass rustling as they invisibly run through it. And then like, one of them will leap out in full view and the other two will full view jump after them. And so they're just like playing in the grass now as, as spirits are want to do. At this point, I think some time has passed. The training of the day is over because after Raven summoned something, it was sort of like, Whoa, we're done now. <laughs> we're done. Uh, you brought snacks, right? Like, <laughs> Raven yeah. pulls out the snacks. She's always so, prepared. Yeah, you guys are just kind of enjoying this quiet afternoon in the field. Aiden looks over at both of you and she says, so today was more than I expected, but not in a bad way. How are you feeling? Me? Both of you. Oh, I feel great. I feel okay. Still a little confused, but, you know, doing, doing okay. Welcome to magic. Yeah. Raven's you... feeding Wendy little bits of her organic granola bars. Do you uh, all think of yourselves often? What do you mean? Yes, all the time. Whoa. No, okay. I didn't, I didn't know. Okay. Do you not think about yourself? No, like I analyzing just, yourself or like doing things? Like self-analysis. Yeah, no, I just usually focus on what everyone else is doing at the time. Demon without guilt. Wow. Yeah, Raven's yeah, like that, I don't have that. She analyzes herself. <laughs> She's like, huh, 
oh, wow, maybe I really should look deep down more often. Just totally gone. <laughs> I guess, yeah, you guys feel guilt, and I don't, you don't like feeling guilt, though, right? It's just, like, the thing that happens. Yes. Well, it's, and nobody likes to feel guilty, but it's kind of a, a necessary thing. You, you should feel guilty if you do bad things. It prevents you from doing more bad things. Okay. I mean, that sounds fair. You don't I feel can... any guilt? No, oh, no. No, not at all. What could I do wrong? <laughs> but can you... You're just doing what other people are doing, after all. Right. <laughs> yeah. But can you look back and, like, logically know that something you did was wrong, even if you don't feel bad about it emotionally? I can mean, I've done things... I've performed subpar. Okay. Interesting. Hey, um, Raven? Yeah? Can I talk to you about something? Sure. Um, What's up? I'm gonna take her away from the group for a second. Oh, yeah. So, I kind of learned something today okay. about Damien. Oh. My tree... She's gonna, like, shuffle them a little bit farther away. <laughs> a little farther away. I, like, try not to look back at him. I think... Yeah, up? I think he's killed good people. You think? I, I mean, mean he kind of really just told told me that, yeah, like, he has. I'm a little disappointed, but not surprised, which is really sad. I feel like we kind of should have seen that coming. He's a demon after, I mean, like, he's a nice guy, but we don't, we don't know what he's done in his past. We don't know how old he is, like, how long he's been around. Yeah, my... I took him today. He came over a little bit before you guys. I took him to meet my tree. Mm -hmm. And the tree wouldn't talk to him. I think she thinks he's bad. Has has anyone else talked to your tree before? You know, I've never really tried. It could just be that only you can talk to the tree. No, no. She made some comments. She said, don't let fallen near my roots. Okay. Then she said uh, she went off onto a little thing about good and evil. And she thinks he's evil? I, you know, I don't really know, but that's kind she of... He might be evil? Yeah. Which, like, is really conflicting because, like, we yeah. definitely all knew that he was a demon, and I don't know why this freaked me out so much. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. It's like you just don't. We're really you surprised don't, by this, but we shouldn't. You don't be. really think about it, you know. Yeah, that is. We're like, what? what happens? What happens if he sees a monster mm -hmm. and it kills one of us, and then suddenly he's got to kill one of us? Oh yeah, you know, I hadn't, I hadn't thought about that. That's. Something we should probably bring up to the rest of the group at some point soon. Yeah, um, it, that especially my tree if just straight you guys up freaked me out today. Chasing some pig guy. Yeah, we need. Oh to yeah, there's a pig a guy. Meeting. That's a whole other I thing. Forgot to, to tell to you about that I've one. Filed that away. Don't worry, that's coming up later. But yeah, we should. We should talk to the others about this. I I don't know if it's cause for alarm, but it's definitely. A reason to be cautious. I'm glad you told me this. Yeah, it's free. And I also, 
you know, I didn't even really want to tell Aiden because, you know, Angel, Demon, I feel like, like she anyway. has some inherent biases. Um, yeah, it's understandable. But I, maybe we can talk to, I think Hugo might have some insight and Aiden ooh. Whitaker. I think they might have some, and Bethany. She, she, I think she spends the most time with him. She knows him the best out of all of us, besides maybe Whitaker. They kind of live together, I think. But, like, I feel like the thing the thing of it is is that we all kind of know him, you know? Yeah. Like, we all know him, but have any of us really thought about him being a demon? None of us except Aiden, I think. <laughs> we'll, we'll, uh, we'll have another meeting, I guess. That's what we're calling it. We're not really hanging out. We discuss some pretty serious stuff, but we'll... I think we'll get the group together and talk about this. Maybe I can come talk to your tree. See if she talks to anybody else. I would love for you to come and talk to my tree. Let's hope that Damien doesn't accidentally kill us without thinking about it. That would be nice. Um, I think at the very least we need a backup plan in case the idea gets mm -hmm. in his head. Also, we summoned him though, so like maybe he owes us. Maybe he owes you. You're kind of the one who put that in motion. Yeah, but we did it together. Oh, I think Raven's gonna try and, like, start leading Felicity back to the group now that they've yeah, yeah. kind of gotten <laughs> off the subject of Damien enough that it doesn't seem suspicious. Before we get to that, Damien, you and Aiden are now sitting alone. So, Aiden, oh, God, right. do, you, do you sleep? <laughs> what do you do when you're nuts, when you're just awake all the time? Because I, I get bored, so I've been, like, wandering around and doing, you know, animal stuff and people stuff. I listen to music a lot. It keeps me occupied when the world is asleep. Huh, you don't, like, go out and explore and check out everything when there's no guards or security? Uh, no. I've seen a lot of the world. I've met a lot of people. Okay, yeah, let's get on this people, like this no, human like, thing. Okay? Hear me out. They're What's, very, very different, obviously. Every right? person is unique. It's but fascinating. A, they are beautiful. Yes. I mean, there's so many of them. There's like 7 billion flavors of ice cream out there. It's ludicrous, <laughs> and they're constantly changing. I know. I'm also probably trying to keep a lower profile than you, if I'm being perfectly honest. I, I don't get up to mischief because I don't want most people knowing what I am. Yeah, I suppose it's safer if people don't know who I am, yada yada, but there's so many things to do. I want to be like these people, you know? I want to do their things and not have, like, he's secretly going to kill us all. It's like, I might, but, like, probably not. That's highly unlikely. They have no reason to. I want you to know, Damien, if I suspect that you might hurt Felicity or any of them, I will destroy you. Absolutely, as, as, as well you should, and vice versa. Right. Uh, I mean, Just to that. And she kind of like lifts her glass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you are, but you're not like any other demon I've ever met. I can touch you. Yeah, it's... Pretty concerning. I've seen what you can do to the things you touch. Mm-hmm. Her fist kind of glows gold for a second. No, I mean, like, I'm, I'm capable of anything, but 
some things are just more in my own self-interest and people are better alive than dead 99.9% of the time. Never been like, oh, let's hang around with a bunch of corpses. This is exciting. Ooh, graveyards. Ooh, ooh, so much motion and excitement. Let's just check out this rock and that rock. Like, come on, man. You have been dead, so I suppose there's no novelty in that, really. Yeah, how was that? I, they don't want me back. It's sort of mutual. Huh. I mean, they're not nice, and the place isn't nice. I want to avoid dying as much as possible. I could understand that. Or like heroic death, I guess. That's kind of cool. I've seen that in a few movies. You know, like, oh, you guys go ahead. I'll stay and do the bomb manually. You know, that's thing. We should try and that avoid that really too, cool. I think. It's not good to idolize that sort of thing. Like I said, I, I don't quite understand you. And I'm not sure I need to. Yeah, yeah. Let's do the human thing and be friends. We can certainly try. Oh, they're coming back. Speaking of friends... So, guys, when we get Hugo here, can we, like, super magic to try to locate this man-boar pig? Hugo, you're not there yet. and might not go there. <laughs> <laughs> you and Whitaker are in the secret underground base of the Whispered at the Autumn Falls Natural History Museum. Agent Whitaker, did not expect you to be around these parts. Neither did I. It's your day off. Does anyone know you're here? In the basement, just you. Upstairs, I talked to uh, that uh, Mr. Argyle, I think his name, Tigred. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to need you to follow me. We cannot be in here right now. I want to see where you worked. It's, it's a museum. It's a wonderful place to work. Yeah, quite a museum. D- did you check out the gift shop? I did check out the gift shop. Good, good. Okay, now let, let's get going. Hugo. Do you leave out that exit, or do you take the tunnels? He tries to leave out that exit. As bad of an idea as it is. Mr. Shot, I understand that I've... Uh, Are you still taking some... the armor, or...? Nope, the armor is still laying right on the table. I think, Whitaker, you were stopping him as he, like, moved towards the door? Mr. Shot, I understand that I've probably walked in on something a little out of uh, the average person's depth. I just want to know what your deal is. Right now, my deal is trying to make sure there's no reason for me to have to kill you. So if you would kindly go up these stairs and follow me. Okay. Do I need to roll to manipulate? Well. <laughs> we roll manipulate against each other. Yeah, roll manipulate against each other. This yeah. is a standoff. Oh, this is a standoff. This is going to go very badly. I don't have charm. I have <laughs> yeah. minus one charm. I, I also have minus one. Okay, so this is fair. Ooh. This, is, this is fine. <laughs> yeah, our very uncharmed. Well, I, I got a three. Oh. I got a four. Oh my god, oh. this is hilarious. I cannot believe this. I am I am losing it at the idea of these two boys. I won't go up the stairs, but he's like shaking. I, I could kill you. <laughs> like clearly both very nervous. I need you both to know. Mm-hmm. The specific phrasing of when you fail to manipulate someone is that you offend or anger the target. <laughs> you are both pissed at each other right now. <laughs> oh, I wish I had popcorn. Right, I'm imagining it's like Hugo is like, so let's go. And Whitaker just like hand on the doorway. 
If you would oh. just talk to us once in a while, we wouldn't have to be having this conversation right here. I, I can't talk to you about certain things. And I, I do talk to you once in a while. A while is just a very long period of time, which is what we're taking here and what we need to not be taking so long here. Can we please go? You did roll higher on your manipulation, <laughs> so um, I will walk with you, but I won't be happy about it. I'm just curious if they're going to make it out of there before Mr. Argyle pops up. You start to head up the stairs back towards that entrance, and it's not Mr. Argyle who you oh, hear no. stepping down the stairs. There's someone else who works at the museum. Her name is Rhea Singh. She's one of the other research assistants. Is she part of Singh's family practice? Yes. She is one of his daughters. She's got coppery, warm skin with dark black hair and thin features. She's usually wearing a, a lab coat that's a little big for her. She is coming down the stairs and she's got like a flashlight and she points it down at the two of you. I thought I heard someone come down here. Rhea, good to see you. How are you doing today? Uh, uh, hmm. And she tilts the flashlight, points it at you, Agent Whitaker. Excuse us, I was just leaving. And she turns the flashlight off. Agent Whitaker, I need you to act under pressure. She starts to undo her lab coat and lets it drop to the ground. That's hot. It is, especially when she raises her arms and then raises her other arms behind her. Whitaker's getting a lot of experience tonight. So one, and then failing to roll against Hugo was two, and then doing what Hugo said when he manipulated me was three, and now we've got four for this five that I just rolled. I got snake eyes. I got the lowest score you oh, can get. Oh, Whitaker. Yeah, this woman has four arms, and there are like bangles on all of them, and they line and lock into place at her wrists, and she leaps down the stairs at you. Oh, that's fun. Ooh, oh boy. Oh boy, oh boy. Okay. I'm gonna try to duck out of the way! <laughs> and I roll to protect? Yeah. Oh, uh, what choices. do I roll to not get hit? <laughs> Because I'm not kicking ass. I'm not fighting her. You're not fighting her. I would say it's another act under pressure, probably. Or, well, no, because you just rolled that and failed. Mm -hmm. So I think, Whitaker, you kind of lock up. You're like, oh, shit, I'm caught. All right. Yeah, fair enough. That that is what that would mean. There's the, like, oh, crap, I'm caught. And then the, oh, crap, what is she? So, yeah, Hugo, how'd you do to protect? I got a 13. Okay. Hugo, you know Rhea. You know her moves. You've sparred with her not at karate class. You've sparred with Rhea. So when she comes flying at Whitaker with all four of her very targeted strikes, you deflect them all, just like And the last one, she punches into the wall and you like deflect her arm and are holding it in like a wrist lock. What are you doing? He saw. This is not the place. This is not the time. And with his connections, this is not the fight we want and she uses two of her hands to like break the grip you've got on her, rotates under you to like shift positions with you. She like forces you up two steps so that now she's in between you and Whitaker. And one of her arms flies out and grabs Yulani around the throat. Classic. Yeah. yeah, she's very cool. You are in enough trouble as it is. Let me finish this. So as she's saying that, he's going to take a moment to think about all of his life choices. <laughs> uh-huh. 
Let's try using some magic. All right, you yes, go. Does. This is the classic magic incantation song. Got a 10. Ooh. A 10. What magic effect are you looking to do? The goal was to just try to tase her slightly so that she'd let go. Okay. You thunder fist her, I guess, right? Is that the, the goal or are you using... He doesn't have weapons on him, right? doesn't have weapons on him right now, which it's... It's not going to be the most comfortable thing on his end, at least. Yeah, no. Your tattoo crackles, and you, as she's, like, looking at you, like, let me finish it. And she turns, assuming that she's told you off enough that you'll, like, back down. And her eye catches the flash, and then wham! And she slumps to the ground, stunned and tased and twitching. Whitaker, at this point, you can do something. The, like, shock is worn off, and you grab your throat where she was grabbing Mm. you. Hugo, what the fuck? (laughs) I told you. Did I not tell you? No, why'd you just- Would you rather be dead right now? Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. I had it handled, let's go. Oh, oh, we're going, all right. Actually, no, you should probably stay here and clear this up. I might as well get out of here. No, I need you to speak with someone for me. So I- Is is it another person who's gonna try to go for my throat? Oh no, he's far worse. Come with me, We're, we're gonna go on another trip. He's gonna try to guide him to the front lobby to go see Mr. Argyle. Because honesty is the best policy. All right. Yeah, Mr. Argyle is saying goodbye and like thanking the teacher and her third graders are now piling onto a, a school bus. And he kind of, yeah, he kind of turns around and you two are walking up together. Hugo, didn't think you'd be in today. Oh, uh, apparently I had, I had need of pissing off some people this morning. So, well, may have Mr. had a little Argyle. Puzzle. I would like to formally apologize for using your employee in order to sneak into your basement. Yeah, there's that. His face goes from kindly museum curator to hardened veteran monster hunter in a heartbeat. The cane that he's holding, that he uses to like walk around on, he picks up, taps the top of it into his other hand. Why don't we go back down and have a talk? As they go to do that, um, can Hugo quickly stop into the gift shop and see if there's any, like, frozen ice cream? Or freeze-dried ice cream. Yeah, there's, like, astronaut ice cream, for sure. <laughs> He's gonna grab one of those as a I'm-sorry gift for his friend downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next time they spar, she's just gonna kick his butt even harder. Oh, yeah, and, like, as you walk through the museum, Argyle's not using the cane, and he is just walking with purpose towards the back room. When you get to that research room with all the experiments going on, the door is just closing to the secret entrance. And Rhea has put on her lab coat and is like spinning around like her hair is kind of disheveled. She sees Mr. Argyle and, Argyle, you're, you, and goes into like a defensive stance as you follow him in. Argyle just gives her a look, stand down. I'm going to handle this. Rhea, Rhea. I know it's not a Snickers, but here. And she snatches the ice cream out of your hands, Hugo, nods at Argyle and walks by you, staring daggers. You might think that you can get away with anything, but Argyle won't be able to talk you out of trouble this time, Hugo. Gives you the same look, Whitaker, but like doesn't spare you a word. Bye, Rhea. (laughs) So you guys go back down to this basement. 
Argyle sees the armor lying on the table. <sighs> Hugo, I want the truth. Now. And before you start, all of it. And he just sets his cane on the table and goes and like sits in like the leather-bound chair that he usually reads in. Whitaker was ready to like leap to Hugo's defense and like just kind of explain everything. But you know, on second thought, I do want to see Hugo say more than three words in a row. So w- when you say the truth, you're going to have to be a little bit clearer about what that. What were you coming down here to do? Why, why do you have the spell slinger armor out? Practice. You have your own set. I don't... Do you cast spells, sir? Are you a magician? Uh, no, sir. Practice for people who are discovering that their capabilities are beyond what they thought they were. Speak plainly. Tell me, what are you doing with these people? It's the same group. I know it is. I can tell by the look on your face. The angel and the others. I'm trying to make sure that given they don't have the type of connections that we have or that Mr. Whitaker over here has, they can protect themselves. He regards you, Whitaker, when Hugo says that you have connections. I was right, wasn't I? You're with the Easties. That would be correct, though you could have just asked. It's polite not to. Sort of how it's polite not to go snooping around secret basements. You don't catch us infiltrating your organization. We would give you a tour. I doubt that. Anyone coming in off the street can come in and see what it is you deal with on the day-to-day. You are not a man off the street. How would you know that? Until today, you had no idea this existed. You might have had some inkling, but you had no proof. Look at me. A man with a limp, showing up out of the blue, claiming to see spirits. Your agency is not an open-door facility. I'm sure they'd be more than willing to compromise with you if you have information for them. We've worked with many different... I'm not interested in working for your organization. Nor, I think, are they interested in working for me. Which begs the question, what are we to do about this? Rhea knows. She will tell her father. What can we do? We don't want to get into a conflict with the Easty Agency. Played in some. No, I can see that going very poorly. At the same time, I don't know what any of the other factions would think about. They already hate me anyway. The chapter leaders will have to decide how they feel about a new group of hunters. Well, hopefully, and pardon my candor. By the time that they come to their decision, these people will be skilled enough that it won't matter what they decide. And we're going to cut from there to Raven's car as our magic users in training are driving back after coming down the trail and packing up their things. Raven, Windy is sitting in the middle section of the car in the front seat between you and Aiden. It looks fascinated by your vehicle, by how fast it's going without using its wind magic. It's, it's like an excited dog. Loves car rides, apparently. You guys have to go back to take Felicity home. Do you spend time talking to the tree? I don't know if 
That was something we were planning on doing that day. It was like mentioned briefly, but I don't think it was like a that day kind of a thing. Yeah, Raven kind of gave like a non-committal of like, yes, I would like to do that sometime, but it wasn't necessarily like. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the whole um the tree being angry about the demon freaked Felicity out a little bit. So she's mm. like, maybe not bringing an angel and a demon at the same time <laughs> around the tree. Mm-hmm. Maybe that would not be the best idea. So I think it's like a just raven coming over in the future so they drop you off felicity you go home ghosty and tom do that thing where like they don't want to leave right away because they have a new friend and they like give windy a little hug scale wise windy is the size of like a hair so it's you know it's bigger than they are so they pat ghosty's little skull head and give tom a boop on his nose aiden rolls her window down from the front seat felicity uh, yes? You did really, really great today. Please, please don't just keep trying things. Let's, we can make this a regular thing. Okay. Remember that stick that exploded. That's all I'm saying. Mm, don't want that to be my house, no, do I? Yeah, or, or any one or thing else. You have a little bit of a point. I won't do anything. Okay. And I will let you know next time we go chase after a pigman. Got it. I'll be awake. Don't worry. <laughs> Raven leans over Aiden to like yell out the window. Uh-huh. I'm like, we'll we'll talk about the tree thing. Cool. It'll be here. Doesn't go anywhere. I figured. <laughs> All right. Bye. 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 Aiden is scratching at Wendy's furry tufted back as you drive. She says to you, Raven, guess you're on your way, right? On my way? I mean, you've summoned two things in a week. (laughs) Well, one of them was completely by accident. Uh, Still, that's pretty good. I just spit on stuff. You're doing some really cool magic. You spit on stuff? It's gross. Don't ask him about it. Oh, but see, now I'm curious. Okay, we'll talk about it later. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, I'll show you later. It's magic. It's, It's okay. Cool, yeah. You eventually make it over to the riverfront apartments. Hugo never met up with you guys. You guess he got busy. Aiden gets out and Wendy takes her place in the front seat and puts its little paws up on the half like rolled down window and looks out. At first, Raven, you're like, oh God, like don't, don't be more obvious, right? But like a lady and her kid walk by and they look at Aiden getting out of the car and you're like, they're gonna see, but they don't. Wendy has hmm. glamoured itself to people that aren't angels and demons and you. So uh, Raven can still see it, but she's aware that other people cannot see it Yes. in that moment? Okay. Interesting. It's gonna make getting Wendy inside Raven's house a lot easier. <laughs> She's been worrying about this since she realized it's coming home with her. Uh, what am I going to tell my parents? So Aiden pats its head and she says, look after her. And Wendy gives a little like thumbs up (laughs) and she just gives you kind of an awkward smile. And she's like, I'll see you later. Raven's going to, I guess, lean over the car seat and roll down the window a little bit. And next time you guys go out somewhere in the middle of the night, you know, you can let me know. I'll come with you if you need help. She turns around and the sun glints through some of her hair as she's framed by it for a moment. Oh, sure. Will do. She turns around and goes back into her apartment. 
the raven awkwardly rolls the window back up. Yep. <laughs> Raven's gonna like awkwardly turn and look at Damien in the back seat and be like, So you said you're gonna fly home? Oh, so you, yeah. Are you just gonna come with me to my house and then you'll go? Uh, yeah, I guess I can you. get out of the car now. Whatever works. Uh, I'm not yeah, kicking you out. Good, good time to stretch. Uh, I am gonna make a phone call first, so I will talk with you all later. And he gives a big, majestic bow and begins to saunter off. Who are you calling? Bethany. Nice. Hey, Damien. How was, uh, I assume you were at the, yeah, the big party? Yeah, it was good. I, uh, we missed you. Hey, they had me think about myself today, yeah. which was weird and different for me. And I figured you're like an expert on like how people think. And like, I think how demons think. I want to think more like people because you guys seem to all get along and do awesome stuff. Uh, at some point, we should hang out and we should talk about, because you do psych stuff, right? Can I ask a question? Yeah, of course. Why don't you ever think about yourself? Well, because there's so many exciting things going on. You guys all have, like, favorite colors and interests and animals and skills that you've picked up over the years. It's fascinating. I want to run around and do all of it. But if you're doing what you want then in a way you have already started. You're already thinking about yourself. You're thinking about what you would want, even if it's in relation to other people. But now I guess it's a question of, has there ever been something in your life that you genuinely wanted just, just cause, not cause someone else was doing it? Damien, you do remember the time when you first were listening to music in that record shop. Oh yeah. You kind of did that for yourself. That's true. I hadn't seen anyone kill anyone before. That was new. Well, not like, not with like what? the hand grabbing. Like you see people get shot and stuff in movies. Oh, and everything. no, but that Damien. Was just, for, to, no, Damien, what did you just say? Like I hadn't seen someone like life drain someone before. And that was like, that was an impulse thing that I did. Did they die? I mean, I didn't check. I had, I had to get back to work. I mean, yeah, yeah, he, he, he died. Damien. Yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, I know, Damien. like, dead people really sucks for you guys. Yeah. What did you feel after that happened? Why well, needed to get back to work. I was late. I was in trouble. I was hoping I was going to do a good job. Yeah. I had to bring the tools back. There was good music. That was fun to listen to. Yeah, Damien. Um, where are you right now? Um, looks around. Oh, yeah, I'm, like, right outside Raven's house. Are you doing okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm great. Okay. Why, are you okay? Yeah, I'm just... Yeah, friends do the thing where they have to check on each other, make sure they're doing okay. So let me know if you need anything. Well, whenever you want to meet up to talk about everything, just let me know. But can I just ask again to get a clear picture of what's happening? Yeah, of course. The first time you ever thought about yourself was in relation to killing someone else? No... It just seemed to be like the big example of like just doing something without any type of inspiration. Because before it's like, oh, hey, get us, get us the gear, get us stuff. And I'm like, okay, I can do that. Uh, and then I like seeing what people do and copying that. That seems great. But that moment was like, I don't know what to do. I'm just going to do stuff. Well, 
let's hopefully find a way to do that in a way that doesn't involve hurting people. Sound good? Yeah, yeah, sounds good. I know you guys aren't really big on not hurting people, not killing people. And I know that uh, talking with a therapist is good and a lot of people do that, so. Mm -hmm. Talking with a therapist is, is a good start. Let's just talk soon, okay, Damien? Yeah, sounds good. Have a good one, Bethany. All right, he hangs up. Do you want to have any moment of reaction there, Bethany? Or are you good? I think there's a part of her that always had figured that he had killed someone because of his predispositions of being inhuman. I think with Damien, because she's kind of put the most, I think, time into trying to figure out how he's feeling, that she has always been constantly shocked by how different he acts than other people. And I don't think she is surprised that he does not have the same level of morality or the same type of morality that she would have or that she would think someone else has. So I don't think that is surprising her. I think she didn't expect him to ever say it. It was never something she expected to come up. I think she's mostly just worried like about him because he did in relation to thinking about himself for the first time having that moment, that was when he also first did a kill. It's less that he had self-awareness in that moment. That moment triggered his self-awareness yeah. in that it was the first time he wanted a thing and wanted it for himself not to give over to Leviathan. For Anders' sake, playing Damien, that's the like important thing to note about that encounter is that Damien had been mindlessly wanting things, but really he was going to get them as the hand and arm of Leviathan to do like her process of taking a bit of energy from humans and then consuming it. But in that moment, he kind of just went to 11, cranked it up and yeah. was just like, I want it! And <laughs> ripped but it that out. Is, that is a so, first moment of self-awareness. It totally it is. is, yeah. It's, like, it's I not... want not, I have to get this for my princess. It was a me, me wants this thing. And then after that was like, wow, that was amazing. I think she is, yeah. I think that right now her priority is to spend time with him that would be taking time away from him spending it with people who are inherently treating him like a threat like she doesn't trust as much as she likes Aiden and Whitaker how they treat him because they treat him like he's a bomb about to go off a lot of the time yeah. and there's an <laughs> inherent concern about a character who has a sense of almost like super crazy level of empathy of like wanting to be in the same vibes as everyone else and mimicking them and then if someone's trying to like treat him like he's a threat like trying to like almost go along with what they almost want to see him in, even if it's unconsciously. I think she is scared of that. I mean, because she's also like, I feel like the group also treats Bethany to an extent like she is not prepared. She wants to make sure that she and Damien aren't alone on that. So we leave Bethany pensively looking at her phone after Damien hangs up, considering all these implications and maybe coming to a different understanding of this friend that she's made as she learns more about him and his, the way he thinks uh, and Damien, you, hands in your pockets, phone put away, just kind of whistle as you walk, heading home to the Whitaker Winnebago. He puts on some headphones. What song do we play out on, Damien? Staying Alive. <laughs> Amazing! I have a couple really quick things sure. before we're, like, totally done. Um, yeah. I keep forgetting about this thing that I have every time I see a new kind of creature. I can immediately ask and investigate a mystery question. 
Sure. And you still have your three. If you want to do those now as you're like yeah. driving home, Raven. I think Raven drives home and then does that thing where she sits in her driveway on her phone before she goes inside. So for investigate a mystery about her little wind spirit, she mm-hmm. just wants to know what can hurt it. She's kind of learned a bit about nature spirits from her friends, and she really just wants to know like how to protect it. You know that nature spirits can be corrupted by the influence of demons because you saw the hellhounds and they were corrupted nature spirits and animals. Yeah, that's one of them. Do I have to give you multiple things of like everything that can hurt? I think it's just one answer for that. If you want to keep asking that question though, I can come up with other answers. No, That's that's certainly one and would probably be on her mind, I would think, because like now you have this spirit and while Felicity has Ghosty and Tom and they've like been around her all her life, this is new and you're going to be fighting stuff, you think, maybe? You kind of signed on to do that and you know, this this little critter seems to want to fight by your side. So you're like, oh boy. Part of that too is just like, she feels so much responsibility for it now. And so it's kind of like, what does it eat? Is there something I could give it that could potentially (laughs) hurt it? Like, don't give it grapes. I don't know. Yeah. Like what's its allergies list? Yeah. So in case there's anything glaringly obvious, she doesn't want to accidentally hurt it. And then for connect the dots, I don't know how well you can answer these, but we'll just see. Um, When and where will the next critical event occur? We haven't really like gotten too far into anything, but. I'm wondering if she maybe has some, like, inkling of when something might happen. I think you can speak up if this doesn't jive with you, Whitaker, but I think you get a text as you're sitting there, like, thinking and looking up or trying to puzzle out, like, what this creature is you summoned. You get a text from Whitaker, like, we need to talk soon. Some things happened today. So you know that, like, either you're all going to meet and have, like, a serious talk. Because you've had some serious talks today. Like, while it was sort of a plan to be a lighthearted and easygoing like training with magic day a creature was summoned we found out a lot about damien and now whitaker is saying that he didn't have a calm day either so the next critical event i think is going to be a, a meeting of this group and perhaps repercussions from what happened today okay and then i also would like to ask in regards to damien is this person connected to current events more than they are saying is like Damien bringing us like bad luck or something, or is he just happenstance? He's are here with us and bad things are happening. Damien is more significant than he might seem on a surface level. Okay. And you know this because of all the times Aiden has said, I don't understand him. And she's an angel whose family are literal demons she should understand him and the things that they do because she seems to understand a lot about everything else. And so the fact that he's an outlier is significant. And because that ties him to her, it ties him to everyone else in this group because of your interconnectedness, despite you all coming from very different paths. Okay. I technically get one more question, but none of them really work. I guess I can ask, is this I'll give you a freebie. You have four questions. I can't, like, expect (laughs) you to have them all pre-prepared. Like, if you just have a general question, I'll let you ask that. I was not prepared for that. (laughs) Raven is just still a little bit, not suspicious of this wind spirit, but she kind of wants to know, like, was this completely by accident? Did the, like, literally the wind just happen to open the book? Or was this, like, she doesn't think the spirit itself is evil, 
but she's just a little unnerved that it showed up and like believes it needs to protect her. That's something so yeah, evil is it complete randomness of the universe or like well, maybe I'll tell just you need this. some reassurance. <laughs> it certainly doesn't feel random. Okay. Everything that has happened since your eyes have been opened in a literal and metaphorical way to mm-hmm. this hidden world, whether things are connected or not, there seems to be a purpose at work here. It could be that it's just sort of a logical progression. You don't know, because you don't know any other witches besides maybe Granny Jones. You probably should go talk to her. I mean, she gave you that book and she gave you that deck and said, when you try things, just see what happens. And Mm -hmm. this is what happened. And the fact that you used to see Ghosty and Tom back when you first met Felicity and the fact Mm -hmm. that she's known them and had them by her side all this time, but you closed that part of you off kind of makes sense that it's now opening up and almost catching up to where you are now. Yeah. Okay. That that makes me feel better. And that's where we're going to end the session. Even's leveling up. Nice. Nice. That session did not go where I thought it was going. It was right? supposed to be so lighthearted. It was supposed uh, to be so lighthearted. Episode 10. The one where we all suddenly remember Damien is a fucking demon. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, a lot of hard and complicated truths came out this episode. Hell yeah. Love it. And hopefully you like Wendy. I love Wendy. (laughs) That was so good.